Hello, everybody, and welcome back to season 10 of Sequelizers. I am your host, as always, Jack Chambers, and joining me, also as always, it's Matthew Stogden. Look, asshole, unless you can sequelize a film, shut the fuck up! <laughs> I mean, that's a, fair, that's a fair thing to say on this show. We all have to, nowadays, we all sequelize, so that, that's a fair thing to say. Do we all sequelize nowadays? Oh, you mean us on the show? Yeah. I thought you meant <laughs> we as humanity. I thought, no. what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? In a way. Humanity has come together and to united sequelize. to sequelize. Exactly. Um, I probably delivered that with far more gusto and energy and volume than the actual film did. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm going to say, not to big ourselves up, but the three of us have literally put on better acting performances <laughs> than 99% of the cast, except maybe John Ortiz. Ortiz Everyone in Alien VP. Too, because that's what we're fixing this week, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get to that, we are still joined. Don't worry, by Mr. Tim Atom. The sequel of my sequel is my friend. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to sort of stress test that in my head. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So we are going to be talking about it has a few different titles for some reason. Yeah, that fucking thing. AVP two: Aliens versus Predator Requiem, or AVPR colon Aliens versus Predator colon Requiem. <laughs> the the R and the two are for some reason interchangeable, mm-hmm. and the colons are sometimes missing, sometimes there. But it is consistently Aliens versus Predator, which upsets me every single time. It's not inaccurate. No, yeah, there is a single Predator ish mm, sort of, and, and many aliens. But fuck me, this film is terrible. Humans and occasionally. Some uh, alien action. Teen yeah. drama. Also other stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Exciting this... small town action. Hats. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be surprised if exciting small town action is exactly the kind of thing you'd expect on the back of the DVD. Yeah, mild peril. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'd drop the word exciting from that. Yeah. <laughs> small town action is probably about enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we are going to be talking about the terrible fucking sequel to a mediocre film generously mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's serviceable at best yeah and the reason we're talking about this is because an executive producer picked it <sighs> it got, was it was on the list it was on the list anyway it was, yes we're gonna get around to it and the fact that we've kind of tackled th- these we've franchises, franchises so a, much a few different times. yeah we'll get to all of that in a moment but as i mentioned this is an executive producer pick if you'd like to become an executive producer you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers and you can back us there at the very Various tiers to get early access, ad-free episodes, exclusive merch, discounts on merch, and various other things, including shout-outs like our executive producers have got. The executive producers for this week are Philip Morgan. Hyper Dude Man. Xenos. Josh Miles. Colin Thompson. Josh van der Sluis. Michael Belcher. Marcus Lindstrom. Shit happens. Stuart Main. James McDowell. 
And of course, the executive producer who picked AVP2 Requiem, the one and only Mr. Jonathan Firth Clark. Thank you for your support, executive producers. You make this show possible, to put it bluntly. You make the extended season, now us doing 12 episodes. You make all these bonus episodes that we're doing, such as our commentaries that we have for this film. So if you tune in in a few days' time, you'll get to hear all three of us watching AVP Requiem together. <laughs> thoroughly off. deriding oh, it. Oh, God, there is so much. What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> this film is so dark. Some, I can't someone tell. turn a bloody light on. Oh god, yeah. The <laughs> direction, editing, lighting in this film is fucking terrible, and it's all thanks to Jonathan Firth Clark that we're talking about it. And the fact that we've done outtakes and a bonus commentary as well is thanks to our lovely patrons. And if you'd like to join them, like I said, go to Patreon.com/sequelettes. As we always say, if you can't afford. We understand entirely because obviously mm. times are got times are always yeah. bloody hard. I feel like we've been saying that for so long. I know, and then yeah. we're like, oh, the pandemic's over. Living like, through history, nope. man. Yeah. But that's why other like, people are I'd making like it to free stop for living you, through so. unprecedented times. That would be lovely. It would yes. be nice to live through some very unhistoric, boring times. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, but yeah. So the patrons, their contributions make it free for everyone else. So it's soundness all around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So as I mentioned, we've kind of already tackled a lot of this franchise. We've we, done we really have. Predator mm. 2, we've done Alien 3, and Prometheus, which is not canon to this movie, but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this is not canon to these movies. and that The stuff, franchise in general is not canon to The whole itself. franchise is fucked yeah. in terms of its timeline and stuff, and then there's yeah. brilliant moments where it's like, oh, oh, that connects everything. Wait, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> AVP 1 is in 2004. So why is the guy who invented Bishop... Wait, why, why is Lance Henriksen here now if in 300 years' time, <laughs> then well, what? What the fuck? And then even, again, to spoil the end of the second one, Miss Utani, and you're like, hold yeah. on a minute. Yeah. Did you just... You just got Wayland and Utani and just mushed them all together and, oh, yeah, it'll all work out fine. But we have prequels of Prometheus that are in the future of this one and it's like oh no <laughs> and yeah the fact that we've kind of tackled this in so many places says so much about this franchise right we've mm. there have been so many missteps even getting to this point and then mm. even further into Prometheus and fucking Alien Covenant as well there are more bad Predator and Alien movies than there are good Predator and Alien movies but the first ones of each franchise are so fucking good and such brilliant ideas. Alien, Aliens. Alien 3 is fine. We, we fix that. Some people like Resurrection. They're wrong. And the first Predator, Alien, Aliens, and the first Predator are like all-time great, mm. fucking fantastic science fiction, horror, thriller, action movies. I, I think Predators is roughly on par with Alien 3. 
I would agree, Tim. I oh, think I predator, the predators exploding is, here. Predator, <laughs> predators is tolerable. Yes. And Alien the 3 predator is, is bad. The predator can fuck off with its big thumbs up through the back of the van, but I will <laughs> never unsee. Well, this is the thing I was sort of going to get to, the idea that uh, Jack already has, though. We keep returning to certain franchises from the 80s, and I, I think I said this to you guys when we recorded our last episode. Actually, it was the commentary, and we all went away. Mm. And I was saying, like, people bum the shit out of certain 80s stuff, like, you know, Ghostbusters and Terminator and mm. Back to the Future and I know Alien isn't technically it's 1979, but it's as good as close mm. to. And people forget that these are just original IP things. They were mm. like unique properties that came out of nowhere. And the truth is every time you try and go back to them, they're always shit. It's like, oh, I'd love to see this, uh, you know, a new Terminator film. Mm. I was like, no, you wouldn't. Because you've seen five of them and they're crap. There's, you like mm, two good there's ones. There's two good movies. Yeah, it's another point. perfect example of a franchise yeah. that has gone on for so fucking long. Mm. Yeah. We've had Salvation and Three and Genesis yeah. and <laughs> Dark Fate. And it's like, for fuck's sake. Yeah. There, are, there are diminishing levels of returns all over. That's why we keep our fucking show going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Thanks, studios and producers <laughs> and executive producers. Yeah. It's really, really fucking frustrating because with regards specifically to the Alien and Predator stuff, as, as Jack said, there's like one good Predator film, mm. and it is good because it's a standalone. It's yeah. fucking great as it's, well. It's fantastic. I remember yeah. re-watching it when we did Predator 2, and I was like, God, this is such Predator's a good film. Mm. Good. So good. And pr- an Alien is mesmerizing, and it's Aliens a masterpiece. is a strange accidental miracle. Yes. In that it's yeah. like, this shouldn't the, the work. The James Cameron miracle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes the problem, like, well, you can't do a three. So, well, no, it's not impossible, as we've tried ourselves multiple times. But the thing is that because of the precedent set beforehand, you can't escape the orbit of what is. So to, to clarify what I mean there, Alien was small and claustrophobic and blue-collar workers uh, being tricked by a corporation to do something that was not in their interest in getting, mm. suffering the consequences. You know, life. Mm. Um, <laughs> Aliens is the Vietnam thing. It takes a war film, mm. it changes genre. So then the- theory, because of what's become, what's been in the past, sorry, you do the, do I go back to claustrophobic or do I make it bigger? It's like, well, technically, those aren't your two options, but because of what we've established, suddenly mm. that, that ingrained knowledge goes, well, you can't do Alien 3 because it's too small. It's like, okay, fine, we'll do Alien Resurrection. Can't do that. That's, that's too much of a hybrid. Mm. Fine, we'll, we'll do a, a big crossover thing. Can't mm. do that because there's no right answer. So frustrating what you end up with in both Alien franchise and Predator franchise leave it the fuck alone <laughs> just let it die yeah and i think the very telling thing is when i was thinking about these films alien and aliens and predator yep are the ones that are most clearly about something other than themselves yes yes Ooh, and that's deep tim that's deep and the further you go into these franchises the more they are just about looking at their own lore and mm-hmm. their own IP and referencing their own iconography. And nowhere is that more true than in Aliens vs. Predator, which is the, essentially mm. the practice of smashing two action figures together. Yes. Like, neither of these films are about anything it, other, other than, hey, these two things are marketable. And we've di- we, there's already been comics and there's already been video games, so let's make a film because we know that there's an audience for it. Yeah. Incestuous fucking nostalgia where you end up with, like, as you say, it's marketable. There's an audience. Uh, it's the same problem Star Wars has, where mm. every character is the most important lore ever. It's like sometimes it could be a background thing that no one thought about in the seventies. Mm. No, 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 because they could no, no, just, 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 just enjoy the thing, yeah, and then make a new thing. Be inspired to make something different, mm. and you say make it about something. That's the, that's a, that's a very very astute observation, Tim. Mm. 
And it's remarkably frustrating mm. because we like the cool designs because they are fucking cool designs. I mean, you got like, you know, um, the, the mandible thing uh, heavily leaning in from, um, I think it was Stan Winston on a plane at one point saying, yeah. or something like, oh, it was Stan Winston on a plane and James Cameron said he'd like to do something at some point. And Winston was oh, fucking all right. Then he starts mm. scribbling it down as an idea and that's what gets into the Predator film. And the original Predator design was fucking laughably shit. It looked like mm. a Power Rangers villain. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like this sort of weird bug-like creature. It's just, it just, just dumb and rubbery nonsense. Yeah. And this version that they did end up with was actually quite aggressive and um, just something very primal about it and very terrifying and beautiful mm. and amazing. And we're in an age in the 2020s, as we've discussed many times on this show, where a unique IP suffers all the time mm. because markets uh sorry markets marketers in general but also studios won't back it because they're like it won't work mm. it will fail and it's like yeah because everything's like oh, it's all superheroes these days and it's like yeah but nobody's going to see shang chi because they're like the most devote shang chi fan mm. they're going because it's a marvel film the mm. ip is not what you claim it is it's the thing they can bounce it off it's also that like a lot of marketing budgets of films especially anything that's going on streaming like mm. there's netflix films have basically no marketing budget yeah. Like even for even for what you would think a huge design, uh, huge productions, mm. you know, like you know, what was the marketing budget for Six Underground? You know, it was the new Michael Bay, new Michael film. Bay film. Yeah, you know, there there was no promotion for it because it was going on to Netflix, and so mm. all these original ideas, which end up getting bought up by streaming companies yeah. now because they're so desperate for content, and then they just vanish because no one's heard of them. Yeah. You know, they underdevelop them, and they're just really. As, yeah. we, as we talked about in our recent uh, bonus content, the mm. reason that the most popular movies on those uh, platforms end up being stuff like The Princess Diaries and you know, Hook, Ghost Rider, and <laughs> yeah, stuff like yeah. that is because they actually had marketing budgets, yeah. and so people go, "Oh, I recognize that name, I, mm. and I know roughly what it's about." Whereas you can scroll through all of Netflix's original films and be like, I've got no idea what, you know, this is about. You it has got... no lasting impact. Yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, I mean, for example, I'm not talking about stuff that Netflix has bought, acquired, and distributed mm. at a later date. By the way, we're going to tie this in a second. Um, like Annihilation, for example. Mm. Paramount were too afraid to put it outside North American distribution, so they yeah. up on Netflix, and they're like, fuck you, this should be on a cinema screen. Yeah. But you know what, it's fine, I can see it at least. That being said, um, if I try and think of a distinctively specific Netflix original film mm. from 2018, mm. I could name films in 2018 yeah. quite easily, yeah. but yeah. from Netflix? Fuck knows. Yeah. And even then I'm like, oh, what about you know, XYZ? It's like, well, again, Okja is one of those things that, yes, it is, mm. but no, it isn't, that kind of situation. Yeah. You know, there's always caveats. And, and again, a Netflix original film, even if I take away the year thing, a Netflix original film that I really, really love that isn't just acquired by Netflix and they just slap their logo yeah. on it as distribution. That's quite difficult. Mm. And again, I think you're right, Tim. A lot of it does come down to, it's not that the concept's bad. It's not that the market's bad. Sometimes the films can be very middle of the road. Mm. I think that's kind of partly the, the safe aspect to it. But it's just not marketed. You just forget they, they exist outside the one week they want to be released. Mm. So let's spin off just a little bit and talk yes. about our, not our origins of the franchise because we kind of already covered that. <laughs> we've walked that road As a we've walked this road before, but... Matthew, I assume you saw both the 2004 original and the 2007 sequel in the cinemas? You are correct. Yeah. I saw the first one on DVD and the second one on TV, I think. Weird. Or maybe DVD, because I 
was not keen on the first one and was in no rush to watch the second one. You were done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very much checked out at that point. So yeah. I think I saw them a few years after release, re- respectively, for both mm. both those things. I was also like thirteen when the first one came out, so I think, I as as previously discussed, I'd seen Predator two like ten years earlier because mm-hmm. my life was fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you you're in theory <laughs> almost prime the... demographic for them. Yeah, thirteen is about the right age for these films. Yeah, which, well, well, which seems weird thing to say, but you're not wrong. Like, yes, yeah, the maturity level. They're the family say. friendly yeah. versions of the. Oh God, are they yeah. okay? And then it gets real weird in the second one, as we'll talk about in synopses yes. and stuff, as we'll get into in a second. Yes. Tim, how about you? Cinema, DVD, home release, bit uh, of both? Uh, I watched these both for the first time about six weeks ago. Nice. Mm, fair. Um, I Have they held up as pillars of cinema? <laughs> I was surprised at how much I enjoyed the first one. It's fine. I think because my expectations were so low. Yes. Um, I was aware of a few bits and I'd seen like little clips and stuff like that. But I I thought that the first one was going to be the quality of the second one. Mm. Um, and I was like... Obviously you'd heard the, everybody said, oh, AVB is terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And so I went in and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's not a good film, but there's... I can see what they were going for. Um, I mm. un- I understand why they made some of the choices that they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas the second one is just so incomprehensibly bad um, that I'm just like, why, why, would you, why would you make this your film? Yeah, for sure. For me, the first one is surprisingly similar to Prometheus in a lot of ways because they have the whole ancient aliens tiny yeah. thing. Obviously, we're not touching on the engineers here. Mm-hmm. It's very much like, the predators were the ancient yes, aliens. It's they like... taught humanity how to build pyramids. <sighs> no one would ever think of stacking rocks this way. I, I, By I, force. I, I, I know we've touched on ancient aliens a few times, but like, fuck me. The, the people that have been... It has to be aliens. Look at yeah. these square rocks. Right? <laughs> no one could make square rocks. <laughs> You're just a bunch of white people criticizing the cultures of yeah. people that were <laughs> incredible engineers thousands of years before you were born. It's impossible. We brought them pottery. How is this? How they, could they have had this technology before? They, us? they were savages. It's like, oh, for fuck's sure. sake, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, the the predators helped build the pyramids and stuff. And then it's like, engineer was Jesus. You're like, wait, what? Yep, he's just Jesus. Mm. And they create life on <laughs> Earth in a way. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the, here's the thing: there are ways you can do those stories in the same way that all traditions stem from certain miscommunications or misunderstanding or human consciousness trying to comprehend the world around us. Mm. There, that is fine. You can do that kind of stuff and you can do it in a very clever way. Problem is, nothing about these fucking films are clever. Um, mm. So it ends up being the most blunt, obvious yeah. children's play set answer. Mm. Um, and for some viewers, no insult to anybody, but I'm going to insult you. Um, that's fine. They're like, but I don't care. I just want to see them fight. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And the same way the whole let them fight. Mm. Um, sometimes studios know their demographic. The very outspoken parts of demographic, mm-hmm. which is kind of us, kind of us, mm-hmm. is like, I like knowing why these things are fighting. <laughs> That's why what I want to see. But also some really outspoken versions, which is where you get to the, uh, true fan base stuff, is like, but that doesn't make sense. Mm. And I don't mean because it makes sense in the isolation of this film, because every film you can kind of come and say, well, they're not directly connected because... You know, the, the sequel from sequel to sequel for these films isn't fucking directly... There's no <laughs> sense going throughout the whole thing. So 
it doesn't bleed properly. But people will always say, ah, but, 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 what about this movie? It's like, they're different things, man. It, does, it doesn't mm. fucking matter. And I know it sounds like a really petty thing to say but from us, especially, you know, the, the white guys complaining <laughs> on the internet that it doesn't matter. But if it's entertaining enough, it supersedes the other stuff. But so many times we mm. write off bad canon by saying, this was so good, I don't care about the other stuff. Yeah. Great. Except we haven't got a good one. We've only got <laughs> mediocrity. Yeah. And I think that the other thing that was unfortunate about, about the first AVP is that I think if you, if you have truly listened to the kind of vo- vocal fan demand, mm. what people really wanted is essentially what the Aliens versus Predator game from the late 90s, early exactly 2000s that. Yeah, yeah. was, which is the colonial marines from Aliens yes. fighting both the Xenomorphs and the Predators. Yes. Um, which they decided not to do. I don't... Part of me's like, why would you not do that? It's the obvious place to go. Sure. I wonder if it was a budget thing. I wonder if it was a rights thing. <sighs> Maybe. It's a lot of reasons it could be. Anderson's yeah. directing, so... Um, Oof, who knows? Mm, yeah. Uh, but they decided not... They did it in contemporary world. Um, you know, kind of makes sense. I know, And yeah. I also... I said this early, uh, before we started recording, like... There's these films have no real reason to exist. Um, yeah, very true. There's there's so little to them that I'm not convinced that even if you went back in time and were like, okay, the first one is going to be about colonial marines now, and we're going to have that, I'm still not sure you'd get a good film out no, of it. Yeah, I agree. Let me tell you something, Tim. You're right. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the, the, when I was a kid, a teenager, I played the AVP, the first AVP game. Yep, same here. And it was great. Loved it. Mm. However, yeah. I'm going to just completely disregard that because it wasn't that great. Because, 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 because. It was a difficulty setting. Easy mode was a predator. Mm. And you jump around and you skewer shit and you have a great yeah, thermal you go invisible and fucking great. throw a spear gun. The spear gun yeah. thing was so powerful. It's yeah. all fun and it's very much wish fulfillment, but there's no, there's no real narrative to it because you're in full clipping god mode. You're just yeah. running around. The story is in the uh the colonial marines mm. that's the the default regular medium mode mm. because they had that real a sense of fear pipes would fall down it's like oh it's just a pipe it's not an, mm. an, but it looks like a xenomorph's head yeah like, oh who gotta get your little scanner out and go like oh is anything near exactly, behind me exactly yeah and it's basically the story of aliens that then sort of shifts to predator because again it's just fucking you know yeah army dudes in a situation where they're up against the thing they can't mm. deal with, either because of numbers yeah. or because it's a tactician that's too clever. And then hard mode was the xenomorph, where you start off as a fucking face Ch- hugger, yeah, yeah, a yeah. chest burster. It's like, holy shit. And you're crawling the walls. And it was so difficult to get the crawling right. And it, the whole point of being the alien... Going upside down in a yeah. tunnel and trying to dive and down. Having above, tiny yeah. life health points yeah. so you would die really easy. So people remember this game and they remember certain aspects of it. And they remember the concept and the crossover being fantastic. But if you take out the agency of the gameplay and you put it back in that story again <laughs> you end up with nothing yes yep. so yeah. Yeah. and also people like go oh the alien mode's fun to play as but yeah. people didn't do it so yeah I, I think it's one of those prime examples of almost not a Mandela effect but certainly remembering things with rose tinted glasses and going yeah well, just do that it's like you're right just do that do what exactly and as you described you end up with this situation go back you have all the money all the resources and you go yeah it just wasn't very good yeah. Unless you're doing like an alien isolation situation where 
again, there's a bit of story going on mm. there. There's a bit of engagement, but ultimately, I love alien isolation. Yeah, yeah, but part of the the thing that makes it good is the fucking you're in it. Yep. Yes, things that make good video games don't necessarily make good thing. Movies. And the fact that we've had two, maybe three good, good as a stretch, mm. decent watchable three, video three games, three half decent, in the, in and two the of the Sonic movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And there's also the the, th- the fact that both Aliens and Predator are essentially both about the Vietnam War. Yep. Um, so they're, <laughs> they're very easy to stitch together, but it also means that if you do that, you're just like, well, it's just, they're just, it just feels very similar to both previous films. Like, yeah. you need to do something different, otherwise it just feels like such a retread. But then equally, people are like, oh, but why didn't you do that? And it's... Yeah, I know, I know. My- it, these films are not a good idea. No, they no, are, God, no, God, they no. are such a product of a comb. It's a combination of that very mercenary. Let's farm the IP for everything it's worth. Yes, and and people pay money for it. Entitled fanboy, like, oh, it was an Easter egg in Predator Two, so we must get a movie about it. And yeah. it's like, no, it really at the end of the day, it would be better as just an Easter egg. And sure, people can go out and make comics and stuff like that, but yeah. a comic is such a smaller investment and. It doesn't in any way tarnish the 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 brand of the films yeah. in the same way. Um, it, it is the full and Tim, you're absolutely right. It's the idea of world building is beautiful, um, and the more you can flesh it out, the more real it becomes, and the more stuff there. And people can deep dive into mm-hmm. it as much as they want to. That's fantastic. But there is the, also the mistake of assuming that the side characters are going to be good as main characters. It's why you always have spin-offs or like oh. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. You know what the real problem was? Oh, 4, sorry, I should say. The problem we had was that fucking Will Jack, Turner or Elizabeth Swan Jack are fucking annoying. The main character yeah. Now, yeah, put Jack Sparrow in the foreground. I was like, turns out, no. Yeah. As much as you didn't like those characters, <laughs> him being the foreground makes it worse. And you're like, oh, yeah. shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what you end up with is like, well, we'll put the Predator in the main role. Don't. Mm. The Predator's like, so you don't want to know. I mean, you could do like... You oh, don't see the Predator. For ages yeah. in mm-hmm. Predator. Don't make Jaws that the main character. That makes it so much cooler. It's the Jaws mentality. Mm. Right? Yeah. Never show the full shark. Once you show the full, you can't put the shark back in the box. No shark box for you. You can't mm. put the Predator back in the box once you've seen nope. you an ugly motherfucker when it takes yeah, his yeah. helmet off and does the whole thing. Like You know that it has the mandibles mm. and the whole thing. and like They play with that again in all of the fucking sequels mm. and all of the fucking things. We're like, what could this thing be in this mm. mysterious yeah. invisible suit? The film is called Aliens versus Predator. <laughs> it's a fucking predator. Obviously, it's a fucking. And then you're like, oh, it's gonna slowly take off its helmet and. Oh look, it's a predator. <laughs> yeah. And it goes. And does it's, it's done the thing. thing. It did the raw thing with its mandibles and stuff. It's like, yeah. Yeah, we know this See, happened fucking twenty years ago. I was thinking about this earlier because this, this is not a, 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 me, a me fix, but it was, as with all pitches, I tend to go, huh. I wonder what I would have done with I this. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just a natural reaction to it. Because again, it's potluck what we get at the end of the Sequelizing's day. Sequelizing's in our blood. Mm-hmm. It is. It's in there. But that being said, it's similar to what Tim was saying. I thought about the idea of like, oh yeah, well I'd make it like a, you know, try and relate to the audience then. So make it a sort of Iraq, Afghanistan kind of thing. Like humans are knowing with the truth, like we're going to go fuck up those goddamn predators. And then getting there and going, this was a terrible idea. We've made <laughs> the wrong mistake. We went to the wrong planet, whatever it happens to be. And even then I thought, it's kind of Starship Troopers and Avatar. <laughs> and what I've thought in my head, isn't that great? And I think, I think Tim's right. I think this is one of those poison chalice situations where you think it is the best thing to, like, oh, easy. And you get mm. to the pitch and go, 
now this is difficult because 100%. you're going to disappoint 100%. everyone no matter what unless you put ridiculous and and, <laughs> and on the other side of that i think you are totally right tim that like there is a it can go so wrong so quickly kind of mentality but with every predator movie with every alien movie even with the first alien versus predator not with reckon reckon is a undeniable piece of shit of course there is hints of genius and moments where you go, yeah. like, God, that was great. Or, oh, mm. that's such a cool idea. Yeah. Like the whole Predators thing of like, oh, we take them into this hunting ground planet and use them for sport and all that mm. kind of stuff kind of ties into the whole using aliens for sport in the first mm. one and like the ultimate prey. And that's kind of like a... We kind of did that with my Predators. It's topics. like Predator Bar Mitzvah, basically, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, how, how do they become adult Predators? They have to go out and kill Xenomorphs and stuff. Like, mm. such a fucking cool idea. A- AVP would have been so much better if they were wearing really fancy Quinceanera dresses. Oh, that would yes. be Yes. Cool. There's such good ideas throughout the franchise. And I think similar to Terminator as well. When I were coming back mm-hmm, to Terminator, mm-hmm. there is in fact Alien versus Predator versus Terminator. Of course, of course there's there's Ash, which is a yes, yeah, which is a comic I bought for Stuart Ashen back in the day. There's at oh, least yeah. there's at least three Batman versus Predator yes. comics, and they're real fucking good as well. Fuck's sake. Yeah, um, the fact there's good is more frustrating. Yes, I know. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin off and talk about the comics in a minute because surprise, surprise, I've read a bunch <laughs> of the comics. Uh, and I'm not even doing the pitch this time. I've just mm. previously read the comics when we, when we did previous episodes. And like I said, when I bought one for Stuart back in the day <laughs> for his birthday. Um, and yeah, there's there's so many good ideas. And every iteration, it's st- there are either moments or it starts off well. And even shit like Prometheus, as much as I don't like mm. Prometheus, we will, when we did the commentary for that, we had mm. these moments like, that looks so good. Or, oh, that's mm. such a cool Prometheus idea. Prometheus so, came so close. So many of these films do, I think. And yeah. then some of them, much closer than others and much further away than others. Mm. I think every single one of them, because the characters, the the designs, the aliens, the predators, whoever you've got in these movies, have such cool ideas and cool lore behind them and all this kind of stuff. Think of like a more iconic combination of like sci-fi alien things than aliens and predators. And I said this a million times before, but how do you fuck this up? And the answer is, very easily <laughs> yeah because they seem to do like yeah all the nerds just want to see them kind of get to an alien toy and a predator toy and just smash them together in some mm. playground nonsense like yeah but that wouldn't make a good movie but they also didn't do the action well in the movie either so somehow they <laughs> fucked up the most basic thing and yeah it's sudden you, you i think i would go into it like yeah, I could go in a million different directions. What could possibly go wrong? Mm. Straight in there, no issues. And as soon yeah. as you start digging in, you're like, oh, that didn't work. Oh, I'm retconning that thing. And I know um, Ridley Scott and uh, his team had the conversation of like, oh, I think it was Damon Lindelof and Ridley Scott were talking about like, so you know there's Charles Bishop Wayland in AVP and you've got Peter Wayland in <laughs> Prometheus and you're set after that and you're calling it Wayland Corporation, not Wayland Industries. And mm. it's not Wayland Utani yet, mm-hmm. but we know that there is a Wayland in 2030 who is a different Wayland. Yeah. And he was like, I don't care. Yeah, that's the I'm right Ridley answer. Scott, yes. and I don't Which care. Is, yes. Yeah. Like, I made I mean, this thing. I mean, good. Yeah. Sometimes and, it's right to say it, sometimes it's very wrong. Yeah. Yes. And in the original version of Prometheus, I can't remember what it was called, it's called Alien Something Something. Mm. Sure. Alien Origins or some generic mm. bollocks. Why not? Rise. Yeah, Rise of the Aliens of the Planet of the Aliens, whatever. <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Aliens. Battle uh, Under the Planet of the Aliens. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and it it tied more closely into the AVP lore 
they were called Wayland Industries and it had a bishopy type thing going on. Mm, and sure. Obviously, we have David and Walter and the Fassbender connection there with things. And it's like, none of this makes sense. As soon as you try and piece any of this together and try and tie yeah. in the law, it all fucks up. And you go in with such good intentions, whether us as sequelizers or I know you guys have both now done. Mm. Tim, you did Prometheus. Matt, you've done a Predator 2. Matt, mm. you've done an Alien 3. Yep. I'm the only person who hasn't touched this franchise. <laughs> That's true. Um, and it's this interesting thing of like, it seems so easy and so obvious. And I wonder, and I, I spoke to Jonathan about this, like I said, the executive producer who picked this, and he was like, it could be so easy, but you could fuck it up so easily. And I'm like, thanks, John. Yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah, that's how this is going to work. It's like, you really need to get this right. But I think there is an easy solution there somewhere. Yeah. If you trawl through all the shit and ignore enough of the law or pull out certain yeah. bits of this law and bits of this thing and take that from Alien 3 it's... and that from the comics and that from the yeah. AVP timeline and that from the Prometheus timeline, somewhere in here is a really fucking good movie it's... and they have got it wrong for the last 25 years in a <laughs> row somehow. It's sliding a shotgun to a five-year-old and saying the target is literally a foot in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can hit it, but also you might kill yourself. <laughs> Just don't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's also the fundamental thing of like, Alien was a one, was designed as a one-off film. Predator yep. was designed as a one-off film. They both kind of lucked into success that meant that they then started building up lore around themselves. Mm -hmm. And they were also never designed to work together. So, like, yep. the you know, we look at the MCU and stuff like that and go, like, oh, it's so easy to tell these, like, big, coherent stories across multiple films and, like, have these rich universes. Like, yeah, we know that now because people, because they were, they're based on existing properties that have that, set up yeah and people went in with the intention of yeah we're going to put shield in this first film because we know that they're going to become an ongoing thing unlike what warner brothers has done where they're yeah. just trying yeah. to mash seemingly could sort of connected but still disparate things being like yeah yeah bell affleck's batman will work well with gal gadot's if, wonder woman and henry cavill superman like are you sure <laughs> They seem like very different yeah. heroes they could one of them is happy to murder <laughs> if they could have thumbed in anything into the Dark Knight universe with Christian Bale, they would have mm. desperately done it. Yeah. They practically did with Man of Steel in the first place. And Nolan yeah. was like, no. no. Yeah. yeah. Um, thinking back to our own fixes on these things, uh, very self-indulgently. Um, I went back and re-listened to them because mm. one of the Predator 2 pitches is an Alien versus Predator movie. I was saying this to Tim earlier because I, I without being, this is going to sound like I'm like, you know, butthurt, but it's like, that don't work. Um, <laughs> it's like I, I, go, I know what and the thing they, they pitched to us was really fucking cool it was really fun was I Plowshans, really loved it by the way back yes the it was yes, yes. With, back five years ago whatever this point uh, yes four and a bit years ago yeah. I think it was, it was season one so Alien 3 was the finale of season one That's and right. Predator yeah. 2 was the beginning of season two yes so even we did them we back did, to back we did we did and the thing is um, their AVP or the, the, their Predator sequel had an, an alien in it mm was very cool in what it was doing, but didn't work because the whole, as, as Tim mentioned earlier, the whole Easter egg of where this came from to cross these universes over came from Predator 2 with that alien skull on the wall as a yeah. throwaway joke. And when, oh! most people didn't make the connection these two things could be side yeah. by side. Obviously, you can say like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool, Superman and Batman fighting. You know, yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, especially at that point because all the alien films were set in the future and yes. Predator was set in the, in the present, present day. So exactly. Like, it's like, why would you do that? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. So yeah, whereas... And obviously we get to Hawk Aliens. Um, the, the classic thing for my, my personal reaction to both of them each time. Hawk fuck's sake. Um, to both, both those things each time was, what do I do with this Alien movie? 
I make it about the robots and I take yeah. from Alien Isolation. It's still, you know, the industry of all, and you try and introduce a new world building element, not just the thing you're, and again, the alien is a side character, the, the androids being treacherous wankers or your best friend. That's mm. the real interesting man's progress and story and stuff like that. That's where mm. you keep going with that. And then you put the aliens into it as a catalyst, as it were. Similarly with the Predator thing, uh, Tom and my Predator pitch was... Well, you just make it a tournament on another planet. You you introduce other alien races, other alien mm. worlds, other other aliens to be invested in, other than just the predators. And humans are like, what the fuck is going on? Which predators kind of did mm. in in a capacity, sort of. That was my logic. Keep but it always comes back to, nah, they come here, mm. and they've always been here. What about aliens? But they're on Earth, and like, I mean, resurrection came the closest to it. There was the whole, mm. what was the threat that was pending? Yeah, um, and obviously. To be fair, the threat from Alien 1 is like, we're going to bring them here. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. It's the near miss, you know? Mm. Aliens, aliens. Oh my God. It's on a colony that's off world. Mm. It's good to be coming back to Earth. Near miss. Mm. It's the treachery and the deceit. That's, that's at the core of the Alien franchise. The aliens just happen to be there. The Predator thing is the idea, as you say about Tim, about, about being other things, mm. about Vietnam. It's the arrogance of like, we can beat this. Like, you can't beat what you can't see, motherfucker. Yeah. I was like, why would you think that we're the strongest thing in the universe? There's always been something up there that's going to get us. Mm. Um, even if you're the best armed, the best trained, the biggest people in cinema, literally yeah, physically, yeah. Yep. with the biggest guns you can find, yeah. still got rinsed. With those amazing biceps. Yeah. And, and that's you the thing about... Son of a bitch. Like, like, I always talk about Bill Duke in, in the commentary, I think, about him just going insane at seeing this thing for the first time. You go, it's... It's just incon- he's just he's mm. inconsolable. Mm. Like the the jungle came alive and all the like mm. mystical yeah. mytho- mythological stuff around the predator in the first. Billy's movie. off his fucking tits. Yeah. He's just like yeah. so staring and carving into himself. Like, and fuck. also behind the scenes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then then and we're gonna get to this in a second when we do the synopses. Fuck me, the humans and alien versus predator and alien versus predator requiem. Like like oh my god, huh. I've just seen. I'm not even like. If you saw a bear for the first time, you'd shit yourself. Yeah. I've never this... seen a bear in real life. No. I would shit my yeah. pants. Imagine a cat walked out of bears an alleyway. Oh, fucking, shit, a cat's here. Bears are fucking enormous. Terrifying. Yeah. And way less scary than yeah. aliens or predators. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a shape I can understand, and I'm still scared of it. Whereas this thing that's physically impossible to me, I, there's not enough people vomiting and <laughs> shitting in films <laughs> when they see things Just that are general. terrifying. Just in general. Yeah. Some more paralytic stuff. There, but, there yeah. is a Lovecraftian element to that, right? Exactly. You get these like unknowable, try and fucking describe a xenomorph as like, I don't know, it's like a like a dildo with spikes and like <laughs> some like, and you would end up being like, I don't know, it's like an HR Giga thing. It's like, okay, well, imagine yeah. Giga doesn't exist. Yes. How do you, if you're it's in a, the universe, how do you describe it's this? It's a, a bin bag thing? full of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been vacuum formed and you're trying to throw it away very carefully. A bin bag full of acid and dildos. Yeah. And oh, yes, like, that's true. There's a lot of really. As soon as you acidic... touch it, it covers you in acid and or blood and fucking it's viscera to... and yeah. saliva mm. and it has a mouth inside of its own mouth. Yes. Yeah. Some reason. It's better which, to acid in the which sink we're than talking about in Requiem because that inner mouth oh. gets real fucking gross. Yeah. And. Yeah, it's this this weird thing where like everybody's like, oh, some of them literally do not react. Yeah. Not even a oh or like an oh my god. There's a couple. We'll get into the synopsis in a second. I know we're jumping ahead. Yes, an alien gets in a pool at one point, and they're like, get out of the pool. <laughs> alien gets in the pool. And you're like, no, get out of there. <laughs> but nobody hey, goes no like running. 
<laughs> it's that kind of reaction. It's like, oh, somebody's in the pool. I mean, I think the thing somebody did a dive the, bomb. The lifeguard's reaction. Them off. If a raccoon jumped in the pool, like, oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, people would be lit, freaking the fuck out. It's <laughs> the things that scrabbling towards you. Going, I can't swim. Think yeah. they're paralyzed by the fear of the unknown. Of just like, the fuck was that? Yeah, oh, we're dead now. I think the thing they they're trying to go for is just kind of like paralyzed in fear. But the thing is, you can't a you can't use that for every reaction because people react to things in different ways. It's yep. literally some, every reaction. Yeah, in some people are going to bug out. Some people are just going to get up and go as quickly as possible. Some people are going to freeze. Some people, you know, people yeah. have all these different reactions. And also, the actors and the direction is not good enough, yeah, so they no. don't sell it. So they just look like that you've just interrupted. You know, mm. that it's the kind of look that I give to people when I'm walking down the street with headphones on, and they just kind of lean out and go like, "Have you got a minute to talk about charity?" And I just kind of go, "Huh." That, that's that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. You give a better reaction to charity workers in yeah. the street than most of the cast do. To literal like, oh, fucking yeah. xenomorphs. I was, I was listening to a podcast and not expecting a person to talk to me right now. Yeah, what the that's fuck's exactly it. There's an episode of um, Supernatural where Dean forgets himself or loses her memory, or whatever it happens to be, and his reaction to like a ghost or whatever it is for the first time mm. just. Just screaming, yeah, yeah, and it's, and it's obviously it's memeable. It's hilarious. Like, obviously, mm. tough guy image, bitch. That kind of like mm. gruffness is lost. And yeah. It's just screaming cow. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. the human reaction. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's an episode of Buffy where they get yes. their memories wiped and they oh, open yeah. the door and there's a vampire there and they all just, <laughs> like, yeah, ah! yeah. That's it's it's the cartoony scream because it's like yeah that comes that's cliche because it comes from some a, a, a very human reaction. Yeah, people scream at spiders for fuck's sake. Yeah. People people scream at nothing. They think they see something out of the corner of their eye, and they yeah. launch a mug across the room at it if yeah. they're a particularly like panicky yep. person. Yeah. You know, the eldritch horror of not knowing what you're seeing will create so many reactions that you can't quantify mm. that you end up all becoming. Well, everyone becomes Nicolas Cage in a different film. Um, <laughs> just which Nicolas Cage you're going to be? Yeah. Like, oh. In a way, I'm going to drink myself to death. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, we're all Nicolas Cage. You just got to decide which, which Nick Cage, Cage you're going to be. Yeah. Let's have some synopses. Let's yes, have synopses. So for those who don't know, uh, I'm not going to synopsize Alien or Predator or Aliens <laughs> or Predator 2 or any of that shit because it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm also, I've set myself a little task here. I've tried to encapsulate everything in five paragraphs. <laughs> to, to be fair, I know you mentioned this to us ahead of time and yes. my reaction was like, well, not much happens in these movies, so that makes sense mm. because they're they're both short. They're both they're both like they're both ninety minutes pretty long, pretty straightforward, and yeah. yeah, and have a bunch of unnecessary guff that you don't need in synopses. Yeah, I know we've done this before in the past where we've trimmed down stuff like with the GI Joe ones I did, for example. Like, yeah. none of those flashbacks matter to the story pretty much yeah. until they suddenly very much matter in the second <laughs> one. You're like, they're all ninjas, by the way. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> um. You, we're in that kind of like cut out all the crap, synopsize as much as we can to get the plot done. So, yes, precisely. Yeah, I'm looking forward to these, Matt. Because it'll just these, be like these aren't Hitchcock, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yet Hitchcock quite easy to synopsize. Sometimes quite straightforward, but it's the nuance and complexity that's yes. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. AVP 2004. A team of scientists, funded by terminally ill Charles Wayland, track a heat bloom beneath the surface of Charles an... Bishop Wayland. Thank you very much. Sorry. Because, you know, when you're naming mm. your robots, you do have to do a middle name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The, the middle name of someone 170 years ago. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Fuck me. <laughs> Track a heat bloom beneath the surface of an Antarctic island and discover an ancient pyramid submerged under the ice. Cool. That's a cool open. Great idea. Great. Love it. Mm. 
big it was laser beam from space and stuff yep. and it's cool shit. Unbeknownst to the scientists, it transpires that the heat bloom was in fact caused by the arrival of a predator ship. It's all orchestrated. It's all like, oh, here it is. It's a trap. But they're going to go out and say, like, I wonder what that is, and I'm going to go investigate. The team arrive and find a load of weird shit. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. An abandoned whaler station. Whaler Utah. Whaler <laughs> Peter Whaler. Yeah. Uh, markings on the pyramid itself and a room with skeletons that have had their chests burst from the inside. Yeah, they specifically call that out. Like, well, the ribs are, are bent in this one. Mm. And they look at it again. From the inside. Like, right? Sure. Ha- <laughs> okay. Okay. What's your point? Like, We're expecting the whale's got really randy and fucked themselves in the sternum. You're, you're only saying that because we as the audience the know yeah. that there's <laughs> chest bursters. The film is called Aliens vs. Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know there were chestbursters in this fucking movie. It, if it did like a Cloverfield and didn't realize what it was until the last minute, like, oh shit. Yeah. Again, one thing yeah. I'll give credit to the, to the Plashman's pitch was that you, they didn't advertise that it was a crossover. In the same way that my Alien 3 wasn't going to be a big advertising of what it was. Like, mm, oh, yeah. oh shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I was talking about the marketing of your Prometheus pitch as well, Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. When you have the egg reveal in your Prometheus mm. pitch, and I was like, so cool <laughs> and they would ruin that with the fucking marketing yeah. it's such a great reveal if you if you're able to go into this blind which you would never be able to do if you're yeah. in pop culture because fucking marketers <laughs> speaking as one speaking yeah <laughs> three predators arrive on the surface and kill the members of the team or several members of the team which the ones the ones up top yes which isn't a very predator thing to do um <laughs> the aliens then enter the building as the humans trigger the activation mechanism which wakes a xenomorph queen that starts laying eggs they wake her with electricity. Mm. Cattle prods her. That's how you defrost an alien queen, apparently. Again, it's just like, lots of lightning bolts around her for it's some the, reason. It's the human reaction of like, how would we wake up this giant fucking farm? It's oh, farm, alive. farm, cow prod. Mm. There we go, problem solved. <laughs> Very uninspired. These eggs hatch. Latch onto several members of the team, and the aliens inside grow to full of xenomorphs very quickly. Now, we had a discussion during the, uh, the commentary. commentary about this. The um, life cycle of aliens. Yeah, it each the film seems to get a little bit life differently. Cycle is so it inconsistent. Gets, it gets quicker and quicker with each film, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Because it's like a couple of days in the original Alien. Yeah, mm. the, the, it's the, insane. The, the face hugger on face to chest burster coming out in the original film is like at least twenty four hours. Yes. Yep. It's an entire day. Yeah. yeah. The growth, the growth of chest burster into Alien is actually very quick. Yes. It's only about two or three hours yes mm. which is kind of almost weirder <laughs> yeah it What's goes it from being like weasel size to bigger weasel. than human <laughs> <laughs> i love that you equated a chest burster to a weasel Tim. it's kind of like it's, a little no, it's penis weasel correct. you're it's, not wrong it's correct <laughs> but goddamn, i Maybe, can't unsee i can't weasel. unsee those slimy little weasels ever again weasels are smaller than you think it's probably a stoat yes, <laughs> oh. yes. between otter and a stoat i think you're right there yeah otter's like the, the premium otter's the otter stage we don't see it just then goes from being one of the yeah. most, weasel to man. One of the most terrifying moments in cinema history is somewhere between an otter and a stoat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, when that, when that otter eats its way out of John Hurt. Oh, if you want to see some true human reactions to fear, things you don't know and you don't know to expect, the original chess burst scene alien where they didn't tell the actors what was happening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's screaming, crying, and shock and fear. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. That, and, and also seeing it for the first time is just, yeah. yeah. There you go. Even that puppet looks fucking terrible. Disgusting. But... Yeah. <laughs> There's a big fight. Um, following this, two of the group 
uh, Lex and Sebastian, translate the hieroglyphics and explain that this has been a rite of passage hunting ground. Fucking. They get so much information. Oh, yeah. Like, so much Full so. Exposition so dump. much so that the, the cult. Is it Sebastian, the, the like, yeah. cultural expert guy who just speaks every language ever? Mm. And he's just like, oh, this is Mayan and this is Aztec and this is Egyptian. How is this possible? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. He, he has, like, oh, this symbol is from this language, this symbol is from this, and this symbol is this. It's like, then they wouldn't fucking construct a sentence. Yep. That's, not, that that's not how language... Like, Correct. Trans- you can't just put hieroglyphs and ancient Mayan languages next to each other yeah. and be like, and the dog walked down the road. Yeah. Like, well, that's the Mayan <laughs> word for road and the Egyptian word for dog. Like, that's also not how that works. structure yeah. isn't a thing. Yeah. yeah, syntax is not the same between completely disparate it, languages. Since the fucking Rosetta Stone, yeah. we've been putting like instructions for electronics in different languages on different pages. Yeah. Not intersporadically chopping yeah. up the sentences. Yeah. Ugh. Translation in films and, and fiction in general is one of those things that always, it, it's always a slight bugbear. I, I absolutely understand why it's done. Oh, yeah. But the fact that like everything always translates perfectly. Yeah. It's that I'm hacking into the Pentagon moment. Yes, yeah. yeah. Whereas or, it would be like, mm, okay, well, this could either be like um, there it is. a person hosting a party or also, uh, it, it could mean like the present that you bring to a party, or present <laughs> as in like time. Yes, like yeah, there yeah. At yeah. That time. It depends on the person who is speaking it, which that bit has crumbled off. So it depends I if the speaker yeah. is male or female. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. and also like their status in relation yeah. to the other person. So <laughs> that does happen when it matters to the plot. Yes, when you get yes. like a, oh no, that word wasn't the room. Liberate tutame. Yeah, it was. <laughs> The killing chamber. Like, <laughs> how did you confuse those two words? Yeah, if you've like, been perfectly yeah. translated, it, it either means else. morgue or party room, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, turns out it's the predator party room. <laughs> Wait a second. E- even now, there's the perfect example of like, um, what's in this box? Gift. Hey! Wait, 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 wait. Was this written by an English person or a German? Why? Well, it's either a present or poison. So I want to know which one it is. <laughs> yeah, ex- and. English is a Germanic language. Yep. We are very closely tied to German <laughs> as a language. Somewhere along the way, we thought poison was a good thing. Compared to, <laughs> compared to fucking Aztec and Mayan and yeah. Egyptian shit. Like, insane. What a bollocks. We, so, Sebastian's analysis of these seemingly dis- easily decipherable things is so detailed, we get flashbacks of like, this yeah. is how the Predators built the thing. You don't know that! <laughs> you were inferring so much information. Like, ah, yes, they had a mm. caste system of blah, blah, blah. There's like three sentences on this bit of rock. And he's like, here's the entire human history for the last 12,000 years. Like, how? I, I buy it in Stargate. <laughs> sure. I don't buy it here because it's one language and Daniel Jackson spends like, a long time with the people who are living yeah, who speak yeah, the language. Yeah. Goes, I just about got it, but Cartouche is missing, so I'm I'm sort of getting the whole history. I'm giving the exposition Sebastian now. Sebastian just reels off shit. Reels off and shit. just like, yep, this is how it all works. No time. Well, you know what I would love? A crossover with Apocalypto, where <laughs> you just see that Apocalypto and Predator makes... Oh, that's a good crossover. Mm. For, for those who are uh, waiting for the outtakes, we do some interesting crossovers. We certainly about. do. Right, we didn't get to... Apocalypto versus anything, unfortunately. We didn't, unfortunately, but... I assume you have it on DVD or Blu-ray? Uh, on DVD. DVD, makes yeah. sense. Apocalypto and Silver Linings Playbook. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So, uh, 
humans worshipped the predators as gods and built themselves the temple, uh, which was used to house xenomorphs as they were the ultimate prey. Sure. Humans um, were, ju were just cattle to them. Realising the human race would end if the aliens got out. The aliens being the xenomorphs, not the other aliens. Because um, the problem with the franchise called Alien is that the predators are also aliens. Um, Lex yeah. states that they you, have to... You let just couldn't market xenomorph versus predator, could you? No. Really? No, be xenomorph versus yucca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's the not canonical name of the yeah, predator species. That's, that's where fandom way. start yeah. flexing. We there's made a, there's another it. one as well that's through the comics. So yeah, Zenimal next states they have Yelcha. to let the predators do their thing and help where possible. Sure, sure. Sebastian is captured by a xenomorph, <laughs> and Lex kills one of them, uh, impressing one of the predators. Lex finds Sebastian, but he's been impregnated, so she kills him. Ah, the alien queen then escapes, but the predator uses a bomb to blow up the pyramid. Predator then marks Lex with alien blood as a sign of respect between warriors. Cool. It's cool. Again, cool idea. Great idea. Taken from the comics. But, because someone saw Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, the alien queen isn't dead. <laughs> but I hate that this is a direct reference to mm -hmm. Godzilla. Yeah. The film that is not good, Matthew. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's fine. Nope. Nope. But, but then she's pushed off a cliff, so it's all good. But no, not all good, because the Predator is mortally wounded. The Predator ship turns up and offers a spear as a gift for Lex for surviving. Uh, she leaves, but a Predalien bursts out of the dead Predator's chest. Accurate. The end. So, playing off of the Predator 2 thing of like earning their respect through being a good warrior and all that yep, kind of stuff. Yep. You've earned your place. Cool. Love totally that cool that. I like the markings with the acid blood and stuff. That's yep. a cool idea yep. of like denoting, like we said, it's like a ritual of passage. Status thing, yeah. Right, a passage thing and a status thing. You see like... Prisoners who have like kill tattoos and stuff and all that kind of bollocks. Like, we have it on planes. Yeah, this this, <laughs> this totally makes sense. You might think, oh yeah, it's like you know when you're like Vietnam or Korean War, taking ears and shit. It's like no, no, no. American military put little crosses on the side of their planes mm. that goes back like fucking World War One. Yep. Something. Yeah, yeah. And there are some really cool ideas in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Not keen on the ancient alien stuff, but it could work. You could make it mm -hmm. work, but they don't. And yeah, yeah. like th we'll talk about this in a sec when we get to the second one, but like. Lex is the main character here, but she we is. get a bunch of other bollocks. It is very much my problem with Prometheus and why I kind of equate them as like as a massive ensemble cast of yeah people that have been specifically picked for an expedition or a bunch of fucking morons who don't <laughs> know what's going on. <laughs> and like a Scottish guy is like, oh, I love my kids and my family. Oh, you're dead then. Like, <laughs> and then poor you and Bremner. Yeah. yeah, poor you and Bremner. He was great in train spotting. Let's put him here. What? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, this Great is and welcome to the jungle. Oh, that's true. That's hard! <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. And there are good moments, even in the temple. There's the, like, oh, the, for some reason the eggs are, like, sliding out of the thing. That's an omin ominous mm. kind of moment. Yeah. For some reason the temple shifts every ten minutes. I guess some it's some weird, it, like... Like, the idea that it's, like, the... It's for young predators to mark their like transition into adulthood yeah. and so it's got to be a challenge for them it's quasar for predators it is it's yeah it very much <laughs> yeah, is true uh it's a, it's a predator escape room yeah it's it's the it's that <gasps> it yeah, a predator it's the military thing of like you know this is your first live ammunition exercise mm. you might not come out of this it's like, yeah fuck really it's like yeah take it seriously mm. if you're a warrior culture of aliens it being the predators it makes complete sense mm. um I also think there are so many little elements. That, uh, this can kind of tell us as a script that's gone through so many revisions so many fucking times because it's the whole predators only arrive when it's hot. 
Yes. And then it's like, we're going to set it in the Arctic. It's like, ooh, that's mm. interesting because, you know, they're not in their element. The whole point mm. is to go against it. It's the idea of, um, one thing that never gets covered in these movies is gravity. The idea that in like The Expanse, for example, like all people on the belt or in Mars, whenever they come to Earth, Earth has a significant physical advantage, or Earthens, um, because you've been training in a higher gravity. So mm. of course you're going to be, and so the Martians, when they want to fight their sort of Spartan um, Marines, as it were, are training in heavier gravity to prepare themselves for it. And even then they can't prepare for the sun being too bright. And mm. that sort of science fiction level detail is amazing. Mm. And so there's a hint of it, a hint mm. in that the Predators only arrive when, and in the first Predator film, you're told that there's this sort of uh, folklore about mm. these creatures arriving when it's extremely hot because mm. they're very reptilian. And you're like, that makes sense. And there'd be mm. such a disadvantage because it's cold. Mm. I don't think the film ever actually plays that up again. No. Doesn't really lean into it much. No, because I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's them going, oh, that's a cool idea. Like, yeah, we'll put them at a, yeah. a disadvantage or it's them just not paying attention to that fact and going the antarctic would be a place that they haven't, we haven't gone there yet we haven't yeah we they mm. the, the, the they wouldn't have discovered the temple because people wouldn't have done a thing there it makes sense that's a good point tim i remember giving them far too much credit yeah yeah mm. well let's go into to requiem yeah the funeral mass if you will Yay. okay 2007 so not an unreasonable amount of time later because mm-hmm. AVP was not well received, but it made the money to warrant a sequel. Yeah, it got more than double its budget back, which means it yep. allowed for marketing costs and stuff like that. On mm. a budget of about 65, it made 177. Yeah. So pretty mm. decent there, yeah. And the complaints people had were too many humans, mm-hmm. and it was far too kid-friendly, because they were trying to make it for a lot of 12 and, uh, audience. Uh, too too well-lit, not enough sense of like horror and oh, danger yes. in the shadows. Of course. That is a key part, Tim. Thank you for pointing out the lighting. I know we've so, hinted at already, but oh, you just see them in broad daylight. Like, hmm. You'll, re- you'll regret for. saying that in three <laughs> years' time. Yeah. Little finger curls <laughs> on the monkey's paw. Yeah, the monkey's paw comes back with no lighting whatsoever. Yeah. St- still tons of humans, though. Sometimes, in fact, twice Way as many more human humans. Moments. <laughs> yeah. And a lot Fewer of predators, more humans. AVP Requiem, what the fuck you want to call it? Um, the predator ship from the first film is seen from space as the pred alien uh, causes the ship to crash. Right. So this chestbuster comes out and it's classically just a xenomorph with mandibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could do a lot with that. Uninspired yeah. design mm-hmm. that we never see in this movie. <laughs> never get a good look at it. You know, never very... get a good look at it. The best look, and I said this in the commentary because it's true and I looked it up, yeah. was the toys. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was like, oh, that's really mm. mediocre, I guess. <laughs> huh. That's exactly that's, what I expected. That's, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, that's, yeah. If somebody just went mash a predator and anything together without any mm. kind of, yeah. Je ne sais quoi. It's then, a kid breaking their toys and sellotaping bits to the other one's face and goes, now it's a this. And they go, oh, that's so cool. It's like, yeah, to a five-year-old. The term in the miniature building community is kit bashing. Mm. Where you take the head of yes. one thing and the thing of another thing, like Warhammer style yeah, mashup yeah, yeah. thing. But that requires a lot of really clever... That's often very clever and very yes. like, yeah. I would never have thought of that in a million years. Oh, yeah. brilliant. Well, this is... I could have thought of that in two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You oh. have a Hollywood movie budget. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a xenomorph with predator feet for some reason. Yeah. A lot like, of people that they call out alive. like a couple of times. Yeah, like clumpy, clumpy feet. Like okay, so it's not stealthy like the xenomorphs, Mm-mm. except when it is mm. when it's nine feet tall and just clomping about. Yeah, and then has dreadlocks and mandibles, and that's your lot. Especially like, the predators more stealthy than the other ones. Yeah, the aliens. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So 
Yes. So we see the events of the previous. So this takes immediately place after the 2004 events. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's not a huge technological leap between 2004 and 2007. So technically speaking, there's like, oh, why are they using these kinds of phones and cars? And sure. So it's fine. It works. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, the Predalien bursting out of the chest causes the ship to crash. Uh, boring. Not, not the big ship. It causes, Sorry. It yes. causes a little side ship to crash. Yes. Yes. Uh, we then see a father and his son hunting in the woods before being attacked by facehuggers. Because there were also eggs on the small ship. Yes. And facehuggers and tubes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it kind okay. We so, are what uh, ninety seconds into this movie, and Matt's like, yeah. <sighs> mm. it, 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 it kind of makes sense. Nah. Sure, you want to mm. crash into a town in a small bumfuck nowhere? That's fine. You can do that because, again, as we've mentioned before, you have to remember the time this film was made. Post nine eleven, people didn't want to see things in cities anymore. They wanted to see the real America. Damn it! In you know, the Midwest or some fucking, or the Northwest. Colorado, I believe Co it's Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Based I, in. I incorrectly say it's Montana in the commentary. I know. Stop correcting me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter. That's it, thing. it yeah. doesn't matter at all. It could be, it could be California. Mid it could be nowhere. Maine. It could be, it could be anywhere. It, anywhere that it's forested and it's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It is definitely not a city. Uh, but it has a lot of interesting constructions in the city. Yeah, I was going to say, it has city-level infrastructure for a town in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, because it's about real Americans, damn it. Anyway, point is that... It's so American. The fact that also the ship crashes, we notice the heat bloom and send scientists. A ship crashes in the middle of the, you know, the middle of America. Nobody does shit about it, except one sheriff. Right, so, we then spend far too much time in suburbia, fucking around with pizza, hats, and bullies. Agreed. Um, then a sheriff checks out the crash ship and a veteran returns home from war. I am whipping through. <laughs> that is like the first half hour of this yeah. movie. Yeah. We get a bit of Alien and Predator by like a minute at the mm -hmm. beginning. And the next 35 minutes is, hey, Johnny, how come you're beating up my boyfriend? Oh, <laughs> man. I'm home from war. <laughs> I'm home from war. My yep. daughter doesn't love me anymore. Oh, it's that guy from True Blood. Mm -hmm. huh. There are so many human threads and none of them matter and they're all delicious <laughs> delicious too delicious like spaghetti for the xenomorphs the human <laughs> threads <laughs> which we them. actually did question this on the thing what is the point of the xenomorphs <laughs> we know that they they, they they harvest things for a queen but and also it's a very animalistic result it's like mm. even wasps attack for a reason yeah and so and wasps are cunts. They are most definitely They're the worst. Are. They're the absolute worst in nature. Yeah, they they showed that you know one wasp got accidentally stuck in a flower once and then became a bee. So that's the how you know. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! What? I feel like you're vastly simplifying. Neil, Neil deGrasse thing. Tyson told me that. So I, um, Neil deGrasse had, Tyson is had an a alleged, career change. Yes, Neil deGrasse what, Tyson yeah. is an alleged sex pest. So let's not really. Your yes, yeah, didn't very much so. Yes. Well, I'll. I'll the, the wasp still still accurate. Um, <laughs> point is, um, anyway. Any, meanwhile, in Colorado, bum, bum fuck nowhere, bum fuck Colorado. Colorado um, yeah, there's a load of characters, and it really doesn't matter. Um, it, it it means nothing. So, meanwhile, a predator arrives to investigate the downed ship and pieces together what happened very slowly, despite everyone in the audience being well aware of what's happened. Tim told us the most interesting thing about this entire movie. About this one predator. Oh, yeah. Could, could you tell us its name and why it's called that, Tim? Because yes. it's the best. So, I so, didn't include it because there's no reason to. Yeah, I was, I was actually thinking earlier, because when you were talking about how, like, oh, there's good elements in all of these films, uh, but, but 
it, they're lost in the muck for a lot of them and and it'd be good to like extract and i was like what is is there anything good in aliens versus public relations um and <laughs> Reckon a, redemption AVPR. this is the one good thing and it's not actually in the film because it's just the crew nickname for joke the alien. nickname yeah so yeah. then the nickname for the alien uh, for the predator in this film is wolf and listeners we'll give you a few seconds why might this predator who comes here to tidy up all the mess and sort mm. all the shit out be called wolf because he's an alpha bro no <laughs> He's named after Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction, aka Winston Wolf. Amazing. Love it. Because he's there Love to it. clean up the messes. The, the insurance Brilliant. guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. The guy who does so. the car efforts or whatever. I, in, Britain. I, in Britain. I, I will let you know that is the same as what I have named one of the Predators. Yeah. In my Genius. film, because Genius. it's a good name. And it it's is. clever. And yeah. again, to go back to the comics, they all have names in the comics. We're never told them in terms of they never speak, but mm. like the narration and stuff tells you like this. The leader of the one in the comics is called Broken Tusk, for example. Yeah, yes. it has a the, the one that makes friends with Lex uh, and then becomes gets the pred alien hatch out yeah. of it is called Scar because it scars yep. itself with Scar. the yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly the things that we you like oh, oh shit in the credits is given it a name yep. that's cool yeah um although we over obsess over these things and you know it's like yeah Ugh. but anyway. it's it's a good that's a good connection and yeah, that might be about the best and only good thing about this film and it's not in the film yeah the central teen ricky uh and his brother dallas who's a i almost said a word that people don't like you did you literally i could see you biting it back into your yeah. face a bad person who we're meant to treat as the protagonist and yet he's incredibly unlikable he's a i don't wanker. know what word you're about to say there i'm gonna say a con Close. Okay. Add a, yes. add a letter and change a vowel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I already, I already said that about wasps. Like <laughs> five minutes. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah this wa- guy's this guy's a real wasp. <laughs> He's a wasp of a human. Yeah. Um. So his brother does. They descend into the sewer to look for his keys because during earlier bullying, uh, he delivers the pizzas and says, "Ah, oh, you must have wanted the sausages." Like, oh god, he fucking made me look like a homosexual in front of my ah, girlfriend. Oh, nah. he's talking to her now. I'll go outside and beat the shit out of him, uh, and then toss his keys in a drain saying, "Get out of here." Which is a good. It's a and good. You get him in thirty minutes or less. Oh, For some reason doesn't make sense. It's the same way like Bill Hicks always points out when really unrefined minds will be wanting to start fighting. Yeah, Come here, you, and they'll push you. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Pretty much the cognitive yeah. distance there. Yeah, but, yeah. um. Yeah, so they, they have to go find the keys because, you know, he had to traipse all the way home. Yeah. And the and second he, he gets home and, and sees he, his brother who's come back from prison, he's like, well, he, he, obviously there's a lot of tension between the two, but immediately just... Dallas is a piece of shit to him. And he's also like, get, hand me my bat. I'm going to go beat these guys to death. <laughs> I've, like, I've just I've got out of prison. Literally just stepped yep. out of prison. Give me my bat Let to me, go kill these yeah, teens. Yeah. I'm going to beat up these 17-year-olds who were played by 28-year-olds. <laughs> yes. And it's also the thing whereby... <laughs> I mean, they have it coming, but it's also the thing where, like, he's the type of criminal who's got out of three years stretch in prison, which they kind of imply might have been breaking entering with, like, and he says he says breaking good entry. reason. Yeah. It's he's a misunderstood criminal. It's like a re- really bad exposition in his first scene where it's yeah. like he gets picked up by the cop to bring him back in town. It's like, what is their relationship meant to be? You don't explain it. They're no. old buddies. They're, they're two sides of the same coin. And oh, it's, I'm, it's, I'm giving it's, it entirely. It's too almost much credit. like heat. Yeah. <laughs> Or Rambo, who drives him to the Alien alien versus Predator versus Heat. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Michael Mann's Alien versus Predator. Alien versus Predator in Heat. 
Oh, <laughs> thank you, the internet. You're welcome. Roll okay. 34. So uh, Ricky and Dallas go and look through the poop. Uh, and we're all disgusted by two things. One, this tiny, small town's immense sewer fucking yeah. complex. Bigger than that of Norwich, is probably, because obviously ours is based on a medieval system, but um, it's you incredibly... Can, you can stand up to full height in these sewers. And the amount you can, you of... You could have a person on your shoulders. Yeah. 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 I mean, maybe you do. The rivers are piss and shit, and you're like, how many people are here? And they're just digging around. Not getting any diseases, bear in mind, just digging around in a poop. Yep, sewers are fun. Uh, and uh, you wouldn't be gagging every five fucking seconds. Anyway, also anyway. there's a chestburster. <coughs> yes, but it might be a rat or a weasel, as we've established. And stoat, please, Matthew. Anyway, Tim established their stoat. The stoat, sorry, yes, yeah. So I said they're looking for the key. See affirmation bullying scene. Uh, then we have more suburban bullshit with we the do. sheriff investigating a dead, peeled body, and Ricky bonds with Crush Jesse. Ready for another half an hour of suburban nonsense? Nope. Turns out she. Fires her boyfriend. She specifically uses that phrase as well. And he just fires him. Clever. It's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't understand why that's in. But then also, let's face it, when you're a teenager and someone says something that isn't funny, you just go, <laughs> that's really cool. So, I still no, do that. I, if someone says something and I don't hear what it is, I just laugh and go, <laughs> yeah. I think that we, we definitely have to listen do out for that on the podcast now. Yeah. Every, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to have like a supercut of Tim saying that across the podcast. Yeah. And like, you piece of shit. <laughs> Over the last five years, Tim's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, oh. Uh, so yeah, he a load of bullshit happens, and we're still waiting for something to happen. Uh, the predator finds the aliens in the sewer. Great. Yep. Uh, defeats a few of them, but a handful escape and then attack citizens in the town. I don't know what the aliens were waiting for. They just <laughs> they're the, just they're just chilling in the the shit. They're just in the poop. Yeah. Um, until the predator attacks them, and then they run out of the sewer into the streets. And like, yep. If you're these kind of like, we're trying to get things back to a queen, we're going because the pred alien is our new The pred alien is kind of the thing, queen. We'll kind get of. To in a moment. Mm. It's the one that's in charge, effectively. But it doesn't have any orders or agency or real uh, agenda. It's just yes, moving as forward. We will, as we will find out later, the pred alien doesn't lay eggs. Uh, it's, got, uh, it's got another method. We'll talk about uh, that. So it's not got that thing of like, oh, okay, the queen is is big and dangerous but she's also immobile and she's just like pumping out eggs and yes. therefore the, the the xenomorphs need to be there to like bring people back to the get, hive yeah get chest uh to get face huggered and stuff like that exactly so yeah it, it feels it, it's and but they also don't do anything interesting with that because there could be you know if you're looking at the the xenomorphs as like a hive structure Yes. You could go with the whole thing of like, should. oh, well, when there's no queen, it, it becomes they a evolve the queen, don't they? Yes. You yeah. very much uh, imply they are drones and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Yes. Like, yeah. 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 The idea that all the, all the females become eligible queens, yeah. basically, is a, is a really interesting, but that's, that's not what this one's doing. No. Um, <laughs> also, I could say that yeah, what we're going to get back to. about that in the comic. Yeah. When we get back to when we, with the Predator's method, it is very alien. It's very giggery. It's very like, mm. oh, that's, that makes me feel very mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Good. That means it's doing its job. The problem is... In a PG-13 movie. This film's got... We, we, oh, we saw it on a, a higher rated cut. <laughs> we did. Yeah. We did. Good point, yeah. Anyway, so they attack the town. Uh, in really like, ha-ha, I was behind this swing door. You didn't notice yeah. me. It's like, oh. They literally... A Xenomorph walks through a saloon door at one point, yeah. and I'm like, yes. "How? Why is this? I don't uh, know why this is so I funny. Really, but it's fucking hilarious. If there could, if someone could recut that so that there's piano playing, and then it goes like, ding, ding, ding. yes. <laughs> oh, you want the bit from um, Back to the Future Three? Bugsy Malone. Dum yes. Malone, dum dum yeah. dum dum. dum, 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 dum. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then the Predator gets out one of those uh, pie, pie guns. guns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Sheriff and Dallas team up and Jesse and Ricky get into a fight with some bullies before an alien attacks them. This is the swimming pool the bit. pool bit. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Finally, the Sheriff, Ricky, da- Jesse, Dallas and the recently attacked veteran team up to take on the aliens. Yeah. I'm not giving most of them names. Here is the crew. The, yeah. the, 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 the assembled ensemble of townsfolk finally all meet up with each other 60 minutes into this 90-minute film. Yep. You might oh, notice one You might notice one thing here, folks. I haven't mentioned any of the characters from the first movie. Yeah, no Lex, no Wayland, no nothing. Nope. No continuations from the first one, uh, apart from the Pred Alien. Thank you. At all. We had the Predator's ship and things bursting open. Anyway. The aliens then break into a neonatal ward. Mm, here we go. Baffs a ton is... of eggs down a pregnant woman's throat. So there's a bunch of crying babies. There's a lot of babies for the small town. There's like a dozen babies in little... There's uh, more babies than might be in the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital. Genuinely, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, because this, this town seems to have like... has a full-on power station. It has a full-on power station. It has a, a, a reasonably large hospital, but it also seems to have like... Three sheriffs, yeah, yeah, or like a sheriff and two deputies. That's about it. Yeah, it's 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 a very miss. <sighs> it's a very conveniently sized yes. town. Yes, exactly. A, a sized and infrastructure yeah. town. They, it's got a lot of. They victims. wrote a section with a power station, and we're like, fuck it. Like, who cares? Like, matter. Everybody cares. And the thing is, as awful as it sounds for all the audience, it's like, oh, it's a cool sequence or something. They won't care. And by the way, it's not a cool sequence. Yes, and. What we have kind of touched upon with the the pregnant ladies, the pred alien particularly likes babies and pregnant ladies, which was previously yeah. previously was a off limits, super mega taboo thing for the xenomorphs. It specifically not had children with chest bursters in the alien franchise. Yes, because somebody at some point said that's too far. Yeah, and they were like, "How about we have four chest bursters?" <laughs> coming out of a lady's womb. And you're a like, rat wait, nest. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. So I guess the chest bursters, and I'm going to get real graphic here because this film gets real graphic. Well, it, it implies graphic because the film doesn't make sense. Well, the, yeah. I guess they eat the fetus. In... How is there that much energy in it to... I don't... I don't know. Do, are they... I don't... I don't get this whole thing. Why, 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 it, has pregnant to be, why it has to be pregnant women. Why... Is... Sorry. births multiple I, I mean I know it, why it births multiple out of multiple one eggs. because they want uh, multiple eggs because they That's want a lot of xenomorphs works. yes mm. I have a theory I think it's nothing to do with the fetus I think it's entirely to do with the maternal gestation of like ah this will be a this is really good soil it's it's like full of nutrients Fertile. yes, yeah. yes. it's like all the stem cells in here growth to... hormones and all yeah. that jazz. yeah because people say oh my, my, we're saying in the commentary does she have twins is that why there's now two additional ones like one for her chest and one mm. we, we, you overcomplicate it's like no no it's just fertile soil yeah yeah but they oh, also it's... never do they any, don't, they any kind it. of nod towards it we are doing in like a thousand times more explanation than the film does precisely and also ba- the babies are there and then they're not there oh no. there's so much uh, collateral damage here well there's it's a lot covered. there's a lot of cutting away from stuff so stuff makes less sense yep because it would get really the, fucking yeah. it's, it's implied that the pred alien kills a dozen babies I for no guess. reason. Or, for or no reason. just goes and looks at them for a while and then wanders off. It's it, has, very it has its yeah, motherly instincts and it's like, yeah. oh, 
I want to pregnant a woman. Either way, we never see those babies again. Is it putting aliens inside mm. the babies? Because that'd, nah. be, that'd be real fucked I up. I, I, I mean... I, but uh, it, it goes from like PG-13 teen rom-com nonsense yes. to aliens eating fetuses and yeah. hardcore crazy shit that's never really explained or mm. properly like dwelled upon or shot properly. Mm. Uh, but it's like the massive extremes of like killing children mm. and then, oh, Billy, you silly boy, <laughs> don't beat up my crutch boy or whatever. Mm. Like, pick a fucking lane, AVP2. And it also... Yeah. It doesn't really like there is a a visceral discomfort to the moment when you see the pred alien actually like pumping eggs oh, down the woman's throat. Oh, it's it, very it is very it makes visceral. Me, I I physically reacted when we watched it the other yeah. day because we were recording I think we this all couple did of days. At the t- the yeah, point. but but it, I was gonna say I physically reacted. Then I'm feeling uncomfortable picturing it in yeah. my mind now with that like book. Mm. But apart from that bit the rest of all of this stuff isn't shot in a way nope. that is particularly... It no. doesn't dwell on the horror of these you things. Could, you could it's... turn this into something real fucking horrible. Because you get the the chestbursters moving around yeah. and the pregnant women's stomach. But when they burst stuff. out, it looks it just looks stupid because it yeah, just looks, it looks dumb. It looks like when a, a a clown or a magician has one of those like bouquets that bursts out of its wand. Bunch <laughs> of flowers. Because it's just like here's a bunch of chest bursters. Oh look, there's five of the bleeders in this one. <laughs> For some reason, five is less scary than one, right? I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh there's five of them, okay. Whereas, and I know we keep touching on it, but in the original Alien, when you don't know what's going to happen, it's, and there's that one in John Hurt's chest, it's like, holy shit, this is amazing. That thing, is, okay, that puppet looks bad, but this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I like it when it comes out and does the song and dance number. Oh, <laughs> Hello, <wait>. my baby. <laughs> Hello, money. Um, Hello, my ragdoll guy. But it's, wow. it's, su- it's such a stupid form of escalation. It's yep. so yeah. dumb. More, more, it's, more. Because it's like, how... Well, how can we make the chest burst escape? I know we'll put five in one person. It's like, I know, put it yeah. in a pregnant yeah. lady. And everybody's this like, is, ooh, yeah. yeah. It's a childish Edgy reaction. And cool. How do I make it scary? Do more of them or make them bigger? That's the general human yeah. reaction to everything. What's scary? Not both. Yeah, well, both. So I would say, if I was to logic this out in the film's defense, we've already thought about it more than they did. Entirely. The Pred Alien sees a bunch of babies. The babies are useless as hosts because, as we all know, babies are remarkably fragile, especially human babies. They are literally yeah. pointless. They're not pointless. <laughs> Lit- they are- human babies are literally pointless. Well, they, they, they're so defenseless. from Matt's dog to They're so defenseless. They're like, they are, they require prob- so much they're care. They're also probably not big enough to host, host anything. Yes, exactly. But knowing that there are small versions means there's fertile soil around here somewhere. It's the idea, hang yeah. on, the, something's pumping these things Ooh. out. Ah, you. Something smells good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And I'm not saying you can't do that in a way that's interesting. You don't have to literally explain every single yeah, beat mm, because agreed. you could have a film following a predator and the things could be shot in interesting ways visually that you could convey all this yep. cleverly. Yeah, there, there's, per, there's loads that can be done with the horror of the unknown of like, why is it doing this thing? What's going on? But the film doesn't do it in that way. It no. just does it in a way that's frustrating and confusing where you mm. feel like you're missing out on stuff and not like yep. they're intentionally keeping information back to make the film more mysterious and the aliens more yeah. grotesque and otherworldly like it has none of that feeling it's the same way we have we mentioned it but like so much of this film is in 
basic pitch darkness. You can't tell what is going on. So the, the fight scenes are I was about to say the fight incomprehensible. Yep. Um, we mentioned the editing of Taken previously. Yeah. Like it's this that is, level of shit where you cannot tell who is hitting who and what yeah. is punching what, and so you're just hearing like. Yeah. So there was there was criticism, as we mentioned, for the first film that it was too brightly lit, too many locked off cameras. It didn't feel scary enough, and so yeah. the directors were like, "Okay, handheld and darkness." Yeah, lots of shaky cam, lots of darkness, and it, we go into in the commentary like it's a reasonably talented DP, so it's clearly an executive or directorial decision so. to shoot 100%. it this way. But it's not using the darkness with any kind of artistry. It's just Dark having, for the sake of it's dark. It's just shooting stuff really dark so you can't tell what's going on. Yep. And there's yeah. no interesting reveals. There's no, like, using light so it's only in a little part of the screen and that, that draws your eye. It's just shit. Yeah, and Tim's really tapped onto a very interesting word there. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Tim's tapped onto two very interesting words there. Uh, one being shit. The other being directors mm. uh part of the reason this film's like it's a a fight between i just want to tell the sort of teen rom-com thing <laughs> with a bit of a stephen king sort of element to it a little bit with bullies and i want to see a guy's face getting blown off is because it's the brothers strauss which means nothing to anybody don't worry about it now but the idea is that it's two very different like you know different types of personalities but and neither of them can direct it seems yeah so yeah we should finish the, the <laughs> synopsis yes uh so the team try to escape but then decide to split up because the government doesn't lie to people, apparently. <laughs> so they, they radio ahead, and they are told there's an evacuation zone. You're like, okay. And, yeah. But the military lady's like, that doesn't make any sense. In the middle of the town, are you crazy? A, a, a clear area where they could land a plane and actually mm. get everyone else, and it's an easy identifiable place. It's like, which that, 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 that does make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Fine, yeah. sure. Jo- John Ortiz, the sheriff, who's the one semi-decent actor in this, yes, uh, goes, okay, well, I'm going to head to the town like the government told me, and then... Then everyone says, I can fly a chopper. We'll yeah. fly a chopper over here. There's got to be one at the hospital. Yeah. Because that's how big the hospital apparently yeah. is. Like like 20 babies and a helicopter. Yeah. I mean, it's a Colorado. It's a mountain town. Maybe you do need a helicopter like, to get people out. Like, oh, no, yeah. Maybe, maybe. So they try to escape, split up with half heading to the designated evacuation zone and the others heading to the helicopter at the hel- hospital to fly themselves out. Libertarians. <laughs> I don't trust the government. And then I was like, the government wouldn't lie to me. Yeah. I've, I've got weed in my pocket. What happens when I get on the, this government jet? <laughs> Good question. The team, I've got this predator gun on me. Yeah. Um, Right. The team arrive at the hospital and Jesse is killed by the predator. I have paused there so you can understand that the the love interest is killed because the film doesn't. (laughs) I literally missed it when we watched the commentary. Yep. I turned to ask you a question, Tim, with Tim being sat to my right, the screen is to my left. Yes. And I was like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I turned around and I think you said, oh, Jesse's died. I'm like, Wait, what? Yep. Oh, she no, was I need dead, to... and the she film moved on. so suddenly. Yeah. yeah. Out Which of again, fucking nowhere. Killing main character's cool. I was like, yeah, great. Mm. That's, that's really kicks in the, in the gut. But it's that darkness and the bad action and the fact that it's really underdone. You're like, wait, what? And the yeah. fact that it has no resonance with the characters. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is actually quite surprising, but really stupid. Uh, the survivors fight off xenomorphs to reach the helicopter, leaving the predator to fight the Predalien. Again, very video gaming. They sort of fight to a draw because that's yeah, how these things kill work. kill each other simultaneously, I believe. Yeah, to the keep the fans happy. A spear and a tail stabbed and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Then a jet arrives and nukes the toll town because the extraction <laughs> point was a ruse. You're like, Holy we cut shit. to, occasionally we cut to 
phone calls. For the, the sheriff calls the colonel, and the colonel is like, yep, well, get it sorted, mate. And then it pans over to, like, ex- explosion radius zone maps on screens. Yeah. Ah, uh, the government's evil. But to quote this movie, the government doesn't lie to people. <laughs> but the government also doesn't know about predators or aliens. So they specifically show the uh, a, like a handheld shot of an alien as in a xenomorph. Yep. And it shows like its teeth in a really bad classic like, oh, an alien sighting like you can't really see, but this is much clearer. What the fuck are you? We've says, got a new Colorado. <laughs> says the colonel. And there's like, Better nuke the whole town just in case, says the colonel 15 minutes later. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Never explained. And then he does have a spoiler alert for the post credit scene that's actually not a post credit scene. Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't exist back then yet, I guess. Um, he has connections to the Utani Corporation? Well, there's only one, like, sort of? one sentence left. So I'll read that. Sake. The helicopter goes down because, obviously, you know, nuclear explosion. I told uh, you not to crash. Oh, oh, everyone I love is dead in a nuclear yeah. explosion. <laughs> Back to prison for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they're intercepted by a military group who happen to be where they happen to crash. Yes. They it- just appear out of... So, <laughs> funnily enough, the jungle comes alive, predator <laughs> style. It's using the trees. Oh, my God. Blokes in, yeah, military yeah. gear just appear out of nowhere. Yeah, and the, and at this point, Dallas has been using a predator's shoulder cannon as a gun. Oh, yeah. Mm. I didn't mention it because it doesn't mean anything. Uh, and they confiscate it, and he goes, yeah, fair play. And then they have that classic, <laughs> god damn, could use some pancakes. That kind of, what the fuck ending is this? Yeah. yeah. And that is the ending. Everyone you yeah. love um, is dead. Yep. Because small town America doesn't leave small town America, so, like, all of your family and yeah. friends. He got out of prison, decided not to start a new life somewhere else. He got out of prison for about an home. hour and a half, yeah. and everyone you know is dead. Mm, coincidence you know, in a nuclear <laughs> explosion yeah oh and you're probably getting radiation poisoning so by yes. the way a nuclear explosion in the middle of america yeah nobody just this. don't talk about yep and then the colonel here we go takes the confiscated predator blaster and hands it over to miss utani saying it wasn't for this world was it miss utani which again is only gonna be for people who know what that name means otherwise it means nothing yeah. but this was like so you don't know what aliens are. You, you nuked it just in case. You nuked case, it just in case. Which is a big deal. But you did get this predator gun, which you got by accident, and it's all part of the plan. What the fuck is any of this? <laughs> Corporations, man. Corporations. Uh, by the way, that's the end of the that's movie. That's the whole movie. It's a big old piece of shit that doesn't make any sense. No, a- AVP is frustrating and a little disappointing, but serviceable. AVPR is very notoriously pleasing nobody mm-hmm. at all. Uh, but again, as we mentioned earlier, there are snippets, tiny hints, hints of things that could have been interesting if followed up properly or developed in some way. But even then, and this is the key point to come back with Tim said earlier, I don't, this might be the hardest fix of the season. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Mm. You think about some stuff coming later? I think there's some stuff coming later that's, that's worse than this. But okay. the, this the was, season thus far. But I will say this, I found this very, I will talk about it more post- Ads or you know, in the second half. musical in, interlude in a minute for, for <laughs> Patreon supporters. Um, <laughs> you're gonna edit in a musical interlude now, Tim. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, this this was a very tricky one to write. Um, and so I, I, basically, I wouldn't be surprised. By the way, I don't want to sound like I'm insulting you, Tim. 
<laughs> Tim's is as bad as AVP. <laughs> and no, I don't think there is a good way to do this. Oh, I think there's a, there is a good way I'm, to do I'm, it. I'm actually, I'm looking forward, uh, A, to what you guys think, but also to perhaps doing some brainstorming and some and some workshopping. Oh, okay, I, think, okay. I think I've got good bones, but maybe it needs some flesh. Some, Tim, some flesh don't worry. I've read the comic. We're sorted. Ah. I haven't. Tim, <laughs> for people who are interested, I have not done any. I've done the only lore I care about is the movies. That's fine. Tim, I've had some weird gigaresque wanks, so I've got some oh. interesting suggestions for designs. Yeah, a bag full of dildos, if you will. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, should we Let's get, get to around business. to fixing yeah. this fucking awful movie? This week, we are sponsored by our friends at audible.com. Thanks to our partnership with them, you can get one month's free membership and a free audiobook of your choice, anything from the incredible Audible catalogue, which includes thousands upon thousands of Audible original productions, audiobooks, podcasts, and loads of other genres of amazing audio content for your ears and brain, and, I don't know, maybe other parts of yourself. Oh. So, yeah, you can get a month's free membership on us and get your choice of any free audiobook, but perhaps we can recommend one for you. And if this episode has put you in the mood for, you know, we've, we've said Alien versus Predator, there should be a good idea in there, but films have not found it. Maybe fiction has found it. And why not sample a wide variety of those with an anthology of original short stories oh. featuring the confluence of two iconic properties? as the Predators seek the ultimate prey, the Xenomorphs from Aliens. This is AVP, Aliens vs. Predators, Ultimate Prey. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Tim, Tim. You say Aliens vs. Predators. That's what it says. <gasps> Finally! Multiples. The, the plural is yeah. allowed. It's not Aliens vs. Predator, <laughs> singular. Yep. Uh, so this, Hallelujah. This is uh, 15 new and original stories. Uh, first-of-its-kind anthology inspired by the events of the original Aliens vs. Predators movies, graphic novels and novels. Uh, this has stories taking place on Earth and in distant space uh, with uh, a huge array of some of the most talented authors uh, working in science fiction uh, today. You've got people like Scott Siegler, uh, Mira Grant, uh, David Barnett, uh, Rush Batia, Curtis C. Chen, Huge variety of really talented authors there, including a new story written by Jonathan Maybury and Luis Ozawa, who played Hanzo in the movie Predators. Oh, the mm. Yakuza enforcer who had a cool duel with a predator. He did. With a katana. He did. Because that was cool. Um, so yeah, this is uh, a great opportunity to check out Audible. Uh, if you're in the mood for some AVP content, there is some on there. There's also a bunch of other Aliens and Predator uh, audiobooks yeah. and audio productions. You mentioned the original Audible audio productions that they have. They have done some fantastic stuff in the Alien franchise specifically. Uh, things like River of Pain, Out of the Shadows, all that kind of stuff. There are full cast like sound effects and alien noises and all the kind of stuff you would expect from the kind of high-level production yeah. that you get from Audible. The kind of stuff, if you've ever listened to a Star Wars audiobook, you get all the lightsaber noises and all that kind of stuff. You get this with alien stuff. And it's some of my favorite Xenomorph stories mm. ever. And I've read a lot of the comics. Mm. I've seen a lot of the movies. 
And yeah, highly, highly recommend that. And if you mm. do have the catalog, the Audible catalog, they are included in that because they are Audible original productions. So I didn't have to pay for them because I'm an Audible member. So mm. yeah, go and join that. And I highly recommend checking those out as well. Yeah. When you think one of the things that the Alien and, and Predator franchises have in common is great sound design. And so you can get these audio productions can be so atmospheric and really take you into that world just through the use of the, the sound effects and, and these really high quality productions that are... Listen to Mother Lights On. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can listen to those or get your own free audiobook of your choosing, whatever you would like, just by going to audibletrial.com slash sequel. That is our URL that will take you to our offer page and get you a month free and a free audiobook just for you. Thanks to your lads of the sequelizers. Boys, it's Rotten Tomato time. Get that rotten chair on my face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on YouTube, the uh, Cosmonaut Variety Hour, which is a YouTube channel, uh, Marcus, I believe the name is the dude who, yep. who, who runs it. Um, very entertaining, very funny. He recently went through and did a thing with Am I a Contrarian? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, the classic contrarian mind for those is like a troll, effectively, who if a film is very, very badly received, he says it's the greatest thing ever. You go against the grain on purpose Precisely. to get a reaction, yes. basically. That being said, he was challenging this by going through Rotten Tomatoes and saying, hang on, am I right or am I not? I'm going to measure mm. this critic and things. It's a bad way of measuring it. As we've learned on the <laughs> show, Mark, it's a bad way of measuring it. Yeah. However, he was watching one particular critic who said, hang on, I think the site is broken. Yeah. 3.5 out of 4. Rotten. Next one down. 3.5 out of 4. Fresh? <laughs> we have learned this as well. We have, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, if this is your first episode, welcome. Hey! Hey! Fuck off! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Stay. Have a good time. Go back and listen to the Predator and Alien and Prometheus episodes. A very quality. If, you, if you're very <laughs> yeah. enthused with this franchise, we, we have... Witness the, the sound quality improve in oh, yeah. <laughs> for high yeah. speed. Yeah. I apologise for season one. Season two, it gets. I can't remember better. what I said. My producer said something highly offensive. Probably, probably, probably. Um, but yes, this. Uh, so we we like to look at the Rotten Tomato scores, but Rotten Tomatoes is an incredibly flawed system. It rates part the part of the fun. It's listeners. part of we the fun. know. Uh, it uh, calculates the percentage of reviews that are positive according to Rotten Tomatoes. That Sometimes. is the equivalent of a three out of five, or sixty percent. But it doesn't always work that well. Sometimes, Sometimes you get the wrong movie with the wrong review. Exactly. It's um, like democracy and economics. Wow. It mostly makes sense, but it's also fundamentally quite broken at times. Yes. That's, um, deep, that's deep, man. That's yeah. Deep. But it, we we like to have a, a little bit of a guessy game. It's uh, fun, and so yeah. yeah, and it's also you know informative to to see what other people think of of these films. Agreed. Agreed. So we've got two films. And then I've got a fun little extra thing. Oh. The entire franchise. <laughs> Not quite. But also, yes. Ah. So, okay. let's start off. I have a theory. With Aliens versus Predator. Sorry, Alien versus Predator. Thank you, Singular. Tim. Thank you, Tim. Matt, I shall come to you first. I'm Where do you think this sports. lands on the Rotten Tomato Tomatometer? 40%. Okay. That's not far from where I was thinking. Straight in there. I think that's probably too high. In really? In like Ellen Ripley. Oh, yeah. Jack. Like our man Flynn Ripley. Yeah. So my original plan was ever so slightly higher than that. However, Price is Right rules (laughs) suggest that this is the first film is not good. 
So I'm, g- I'm going to have to go. Um, I, it could. It could. Are you thinking of like the 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 critic response or the viewer response? Is the thing because viewer response is probably like seventy or something fucking absurd. Yeah. So my original thought was forty-five. That's what I'll, I'll put that out there now in terms trans- for transparency's sake. However, is it going to be lo- if it's lower than forty-two? That gives Matt the edge, and it's it's going to be it's not going to be fucking higher, is it? It's not going to be that much higher. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with my guns. Fair enough. Fair 45. Enough. Okay. Let's hope it's not. If it's 42, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack, we come around to AVPR 12. Wow. I it's a big fucking... That's it's not a far off. Garbage piece of I, shit. I was going to say 16, so I might as well stick with my reaction as Fair well. Enough. 16. Okay. So, I've got a couple of additional questions here. Mm. Because... What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> yeah. What was your first school? <laughs> What's the last three digits on your <laughs> debit card? As we talked about, both of these separate franchises uh-huh. go all over the place in terms of quality. Sure. I had a theory sure. this is where you might be going to. I would like you to guess the average, average. Yes, exactly what I for the Aliens doing. and the Predator franchise. So, so are we guessing average should, for Aliens, yeah. average for Predator? Yeah. No, have so, you got an average for the entire thing? I haven't got span? an average oh for the God. entire thing. But name the films so, you're including, yeah. please. So... <laughs> These are not including Hold on, the... which timeline are you talking about? <laughs> These oh, are not God. including the Aliens versus Predator films. So right, for go, Alien go. franchise, we are Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, Prometheus, and Alien Covenant. That's the yeah, the, the Ridley Scott timeline. Essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then for Predator, we're talking Predator, Predator Two, Predators, and the Predator. Okay, well, there's a lot this. of shit in. I yeah. said it earlier, but now you said them out loud. There's a lot of crap I'm, in there. I'm so, going right, to say my so numbers. Matt, quick fire them. Okay, okay, go for it. So, Alien, sixty-three. Oh, okay, motherfucker, that was around where I was going as well. And Predator, thirty-one. Okay. <laughs> Jack, fifty-eight for Alien. Please, mm-hmm. Tim. And for Predator, how many films are there? They're all bad apart from one. <laughs> And it's not one that's on 100% either. No. It's so, going to start off so being I, contentious. Spoiler alert. I, like I said, I went back and listened to our Predator 2 and Alien 3 episodes. I don't remember the Rotten Tomatoes well, to, to be fair, even if you did, they were from five years ago or four and a half years ago. So they will true. have changed. I can, tell, I can actually tell you because uh, it used to be that Alien and Aliens had the same... That's they used right. to be right. 98, I believe. They no longer have yes. the same score as each other. Interesting. Okay. I believe they were 97 or 98 or something well, incredibly high. Paddington 2 was 100% until yes. it wasn't. Until some One contrarian showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, right, so, so uh, Predator pre- Predator franchise score. What was yours, Matt? I don't uh, even know anymore. 31. 31. 31. There you go. 35. Okay. Let me just do some tabulating here. Um, wing in this. I think we're in the right ballpark. I think we're both going to be very disappointed. I think we're right <laughs> in the overall. Yes, that's the actual response. We're, we're, we're more right than Rotten Tomatoes. Correct. Which is often the yes. case. Yes. Because Rotten Tomatoes, as we've learned, especially the audience scores. Deeply flawed. Hello, Jane Silent Bob Reboot, 93%. Deeply flawed. <laughs> can get pretty tricky pretty quickly. And it was, I believe it was the Omen sequel we talked about, where they we just found spin a, off into a completely review to a yeah. football movie. And it was just like, <laughs> let's talk about, like, it wasn't, but like, let's just talk about Bend It Like Beckham instead or something. <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay. Like, what? So, gentlemen. Calculations. Clean sweep. It's a draw. 
Oh, that sounds like an ADP like ending. Alien Whoever wins, you both lose. Ah. Genius. Love so, it. to start with, now we need to do the whole franchise as the yeah. tiebreaker. <laughs> It'll take me half an hour to do all the maths. Alien. No, we, we do like sudden death in every film we <laughs> yeah. get right at the same time. So go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Alien versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Matt, you said 40. Jack, you said 45. That'll sure. Be 42. Based on 147 okay. reviews, mm-hmm. critics did not like this film. Really? 21%. Holy Jesus. 21. Oh my oh, God. Wow. I doubled it as an expectation. Yeah. And I me. went even higher than What's that. What's the audience? Audience oh. score. You were very close, 39%. But Fuck even me. then we over we highballed it. I think this film was better than that. I do as well. I think it's, <laughs> I think the it's first a 50, one it's is average. adequate. It's serviceable. Adi- yeah. Yeah. Serviceable is a good word for yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. That's so that's what have we become? So <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before we get to the second before we get to Requiem, mm. our guesses for Requiem were closer to the I Alien know, versus Predator guesses. Mm. I think we're hitting single digits here. I don't a, think it's an egg, but because I bet some psychopath. No, there's no, it. there's, there's not going to be an egg. But we'll see. We'll see. Only so, you. Matt, that one was to you. Thank you. Fuck me. <laughs> Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Well, you went lower than me. You've got to be right, Jack. Hmm. Matt, you went sixteen. I did. Jack, you went twelve. Jack, you were spot on. Oh, oh wow. Twelve percent. Nine percent difference between these movies on seventy-eight reviews. Yeah, that I one. I don't buy that. That's fucking stupid. Should be digits. Nine percent difference between a serviceable and an unwatchable movie. Yeah. Audience score. Oh no. Also drops nine percent to thirty. Really? Oh. Really? What the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, this isn't me. As you should just use the play too. Like, Get a new category, which is like, well, nobody fucking asked me. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your new thing every week. Yeah. Jesus so, Christ. The Aliens franchise. Yeah. Matt, you went sixty-three. I did. Jack, you went fifty-eight. I did. You both undershot. Ah, because mm. the first seventy-two percent. Okay. Some people are very kind to Prometheus. I think. Yeah, and, I can, I can, Covenant. I can run through the scores. I remember, in a minute. I remember uh, being annoyed by the high yeah. score of Prometheus back in the day. Yeah, with an audience average across the franchise of sixty-six percent. Okay. Okay. There yeah, we go. That sounds we're, we're so, pretty close there. Matt, you got that one. Yes. By process of elimination, you may have worked out. Yes. Jack has won the final one. True. In a way, Matt is the xenomorph to my Yaucha. Yeah. That makes sense. You're the tall, gangly one. Yeah. And I'm covered in scars. <laughs> yeah, you have more hair than me. That's true. <laughs> I'm slick. I'm the one with dreadlocks. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're... I'd love to see you with dreadlocks. <laughs> and you look like a bag of I'm not even insulted. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm poor Lance Henriksen. Oh. Actually, um, I've got Tim a, Bishop Wayland. No, I've got, yeah. I've got a picture of Tim dressed as a colonial marine. It's fine because we have uh, from my, my stag do. Yes, in the uh, in the outfit. So yeah, amazing. Uh, so yeah, so for the Predator franchise, uh, Matt, you said thirty-one. Jack, you said thirty-five. Also higher than. Also higher than. fifty-four oh. percent. Oh, whoa, whoa, wow, whoa, okay. whoa, whoa! No, 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 no. So with uh, give, give some numbers here, Tim, because I don't agree with that one. Uh, sorry, fifty-two percent still with an audience score of fifty-four percent. Bloody hell. Mm. So, to run through the numbers for you, uh, Alien, 98%. Okay. I remember that one. Aliens, 97%. I thought that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Alien 3 drops down to 46%. It's too low. Don't like that movie. But it's not. Agreed, too low. Mm-hmm. Too A low. 60s would be fine. Agreed. Yeah. 
Alien Resurrection goes up. I remember this. 254. I fucking hate I'm that I'm fine movie. with that. I hate that movie. Prometheus is at 73. That's way too high. Fine. No. Nope. And Alien Covenant, 65. Fuck Ooh, off. Far too high. Far too high. That, that should be 21%. <laughs> that's, what threw, that's what threw me off, I think, most. Covenant, no. Audience scores are more or less consistent with that, except they rate Alien lower. Resurrection a lot lower. Mm. Yeah. I think Requiem, if we're taking the entire, entire franchise, Requiem might be my least favorite film in the entire thing. Oh, yeah. Un- by, by a long way. Deniably the worst one. Then, yeah. then Covenant. Ooh. Perhaps. Yeah. Like, Covenant is a bag of Predators shit. Predators is, and the Predator are, are stupid and boring, but the Covenant the is Predator, a waste of talent. The Predator mm. is near the bottom as well. Yeah. Covenant has bits. Bits of it, I Yeah. Like. And it's Ridley Scott and people who are talented, Billy mm. Crudup and stuff. And Oh, by the way, James Franco is also Jesus. But don't worry <laughs> about that. Moving on. Right, so what about the Predator yeah. franchise? Predator is I'm very interesting. So, Predator, 81. Bullshit. Predator 2, 30. Kind Big of drop. bullshit, yeah. Predators, 65. Fuck off. Yeah. No, the too, Predator, that's too high. That's too high. 33. I think... A lot more averaging around 40s would be fine. Yeah. yeah. That bounces around quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, audience scores uh, are 87, 44 for Predator 2, 52 for Predators, and 33, same as the critics, for The Predator. Interesting. Wow. So, yeah. So, so about, basically, time, Tim, about time you fix it, Tim. It's a franchise we're coming back to again, <laughs> and it's shit. And it's fair. all over the place. Yeah, and, and dare I say this? Unless we do Covenant, because we'll have some executive producers ask us to do Covenant or Resurrection some or something like that. Do it, yeah. This will probably be the last time we talk about aliens and predators and stuff until we do crossovers and other stuff for a while. <laughs> for now, until Jack has a pitch at the end of the season and chucks an alien and you oh, bastard. I know which one I can. <laughs> dick. Let's just say we're mostly done with this franchise. Yes. Mostly. Oh, Mostly. <laughs> like all things, I think that they'll be back. And the sequelizers be... come out at night. Mostly. Mostly. Right. You Tim, guys, guys ready I'm ready for, for you. What, what are you doing, Tim? What are you doing? Okay. What are you doing, Tim? What am I doing? What am I like? What are you like? So, my film is coming out in 2009. Okay. Five years after the first one. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've pushed it back a little. Yeah. I had a couple of reasons for doing that. One was to do with actor availability and stuff like that. Of course, like that. yeah. Okay, That's always okay. a, an issue for us sequelizers. The other one was I wanted to push it closer to when Predators came out because I'm uh-huh. essentially trying to roll those two films together, not in terms of what I'm doing in plot and stuff, oh. but just so I can suction up some of Predators' cash. Because Interesting. one of Cat, the things Sash with a C H E or with an S H on the end, Tim. Uh, with you a, know what I mean. <laughs> um, with a, a an S H, but then I draw two lines through the S and turn it into a dollar sign. Yeah. yeah um, C A dollar sign H. <laughs> uh, yeah, because one of the things about uh Requiem is that it was made for Pistol. basically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Hence the um, team drama. Uh, I have. I love that Taken. $70 million is basically nothing. Yeah. You imagine oh, having know, $70 know, million. Dollars. So I've taken certain steps to not go like crazy with this, but I certainly have more recognizable actors in it um, right. and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, however, 
mine is mostly could mostly be shot in studio, so it wouldn't have any of the location shooting, which could hopefully You're going out in the middle of nowhere mm. in mm. fuck America. Exactly. Okay. So that's when I was I was thinking about it. I was like, mm, okay, they try and find some money elsewhere. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I say, push it back a little. Mm. Bring in some of that predator's cash just to just to get it a little bit more. I, I see your logic. I see your logic. Pushing it out of uh, the first Transformers movie territory into MCU yes. territory. Yes. My title is Alien versus Predator: Wild Hunt. Love that. No problem. Cool. With that That's great. The Witcher crossover. I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Geralt's going to come Cameron. along, and uh... to be fair, <laughs> that would be really cool. Fuck. <laughs> There's a lot of. Alien-inspired monsters in the Witcher universe and stuff, so I'm on board. Mm. For my director, I've not gone with the Brothers Strauss, or whatever they're called. Who would? Good old Colin and Greg. Yeah. Said no one ever. (laughs) Uh, I've gone with David Slade. Oh! Interesting. We talked about him not too long ago, because we were talking about Hard Candy, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, so he directed Hard Candy. Uh, He also directed 30 Days of Night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, comic book adaptation. Yep. Yeah. Uh, goes on to direct the Twilight Saga Eclipse. That's why I talked now, about him recently. We I won't hold Twilight. that against him. No, no, because I remember recently. saying that was the one that worked because he's a decent director and he put things in there that yeah. worked because he was being sought after by Fox, I believe, mm. to make which, a Daredevil which, film. Yes. Mm. Before it went to, to Netflix. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, Ecl- also, Eclipse is my favorite Twilight movie. There you go. Yeah. There you there you go. Go. I watched it more recently. <laughs> it's the one that suddenly has like story and stuff yeah. out of nowhere. Uh, he also directed uh, several episodes of the Hannibal TV show. Mm, nice, I love nice. uh, Hannibal. I know Stuart Main in the Discord will be loving that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a couple Loves of episodes him. of Black Mirror. Yes. Um, and he's got a film coming out called Dark Harvest, which sounds like it could be interesting. Uh, coming out this year, I believe. Yeah, the summer sounds very interesting. Yep. Cool, good choice. Again, very good choice. And he On feels board. like an appropriate one for this yeah. one because yeah. it's not over the top crazy. It's a very... Like, do you want to do an AVP sequel? Mm. Yeah, I can do I can, can do, can do horror, can do action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. About, I can see the thematic sinews mm. connecting all of this stuff and mm-hmm. being like, yes. yeah, that makes sense for an AVP. And experience on big budget stuff and smaller thing in Venomous. That's a very good choice, Tim. Mm-hmm. I like it. Returning cast. As... Returning cast, everybody. <laughs> Pred-alien, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Alexa, Alexa Woods. He's done it. There it is. Already better. Sana Lathan. You can go home now, Tim. That'll Congratulations. Be part, it, 10 already, out of 10. already, as a split test, we'll have half of the audience going, fuck yes, he's done it, he's made it connect. I'll be going, aww, <laughs> I wanted a future. Um, so, continue, Tim. Yep. She's only a hologram. <laughs> <laughs> playing many of the xenomorphs, Tom Woodruff Jr. Makes sure, sense. Sure. And playing, uh, in, a, in a, he played a predator in the, First one, he's playing a different predator in this one. Oh yeah, who the I've nicknamed link, yeah. Wolf. Nice. Hey, uh, Ian White. Cool. Love it. So, do you, want, do you want to explain Woodruff and White to the the listeners? Yeah, they know? they are essentially they're the blokes in the suits. They're the blokes in the suits. Yeah, yeah. They're they're also very experienced special effects people and stunts people. Yeah. They um, which is very important. Yeah, I think they had played. I think especially Woodruff had played an alien. Possibly you're going back as far back as like Alien Three or something. It's three, I believe. Yeah. 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 I remember looking this um, up at the time. Yeah. So they they have experience with this. They know what they're doing. They got it down. Yeah. New cast as Peter Wayland. Oh, interesting. Hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll ask questions at the end. I'm excited. <laughs> Paul Bettany. 
That's good. Get me some vision in there, That's Tim. That's good. So, Get me some Chaucer in there, Tim. This is... Uh, it's a Knight's Tale reference. You're welcome. Yeah, yes. obviously. Yeah, Knight's Tale. Great, great film. Yeah. Banger uh, of a movie. Underrated. Master and Commander. He'd have oh, just yeah. done The Da Vinci Code. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a bunch of Da Vinci yeah. Code people in my film the other week. Yeah. Uh, goes on to be in Margin Call, uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story, and, of course, various MCU. Various properties. MCU's the vision, yeah. This is also yeah. around the time when he's doing stuff like Legion and Priest. Oh, uh, yeah. When he had his period of being uh, straight to DVD, goffy goff action, action yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's because they, they tried to make him work in Wimbledon and yes. like, he's going to be a, a rom-com sex star yeah. like, nah he's too gangly <laughs> yeah. let's make him a hench guy yeah. like, his body chemistry isn't doing it because again you know mm. doesn't work for everybody mm. him and his butt implants yep <laughs> do care oh not implants sorry padding yeah his clothes uh, as Michael Elkins I have Mackay Pfeiffer oh shit nice oh nice I feel like we've used Mackay Pfeiffer a few times I feel like you cast Mackay Pfeiffer in something, Tim, and I can't remember what it I was. I don't remember, but I'm not going to say I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> fans, g- golden sequelizer's point, mm. if you can figure it out. Yeah. So, Non-transferable. So one thing that I did with this, again, thinking about budgeting and stuff like that, is uh, I've picked a lot of people who were in Fox shows around this time. Yeah, a lot of TV, yeah. Uh, so they would hopefully have a good relationship with the studio and do it for not too much money. That, Tim, I, this is the sort of stuff on sequelizers we don't address enough, where sometimes it's, it's like, oh, why didn't you cast this person? They're my favorite actor. Because sometimes it's cheaper to get this person because they're already there. Yeah. And they'll do a good job. Can I cash in my golden sequelizers points? Go for it. Oh, fuck you, listeners. Fuck you, Jack's listeners. already done it. That's, how we, that's like having our own raffle and we win our own prizes. Yeah, but you that. know what? Yes, go ahead. Uh, he was in Too Fast, Too Furious. We recast Roman. Uh, I can't remember who was doing the casting because there's notes from all of us. That was oh, a yeah. weird time. Might have been yeah, you, Tim. Might be me. That was when we yeah. did one person did the plot, one person picked the crew, one person cast. The it, movie. Was a, it was a, it was a it difficult was a, time. It was, it, was our, it was our gas leak season. It yes. was. It yes. was. Uh, yes, yeah, so he's been in uh, Oh, the Shakespearean Othello yep. uh, teenage basketball film, which is better than it sounds. It uh, is. That description made it sound you, fucking You sold up to nobody, yeah. but it is good. Uh, Eight Mile, uh, and he'd been in ER on TV oh, a lot around this yeah. time. Goes on to be in uh, Lie to Me and Love Victor on TV and the Divergent series of it's in the, YA uh, stuff. The Dawn of the Dead remake, isn't he? Yes. Mm. Mm. So. <laughs> mm. um, as Roberta Embers, I have Elizabeth Painter. Uh, oh shit! Who she's prob- massively underrated. Probably best known as she is like um, the bomb disposal woman in the first Rush Hour film. Oh yeah! Uh, she's also the voice of Mirage in The Incredibles. <laughs> yes, brilliant. Um, and has shown up in stuff like Modern Family and Matador on TV. She's she's not she's sort of uh she's re- she's one of those really sort of late 90s well to be fair and 80s early 2000s reliable sort of yeah supporting cast yes with, with that being insulting with an accent so yeah. you could say ah <laughs> we want to imply an ethnicity here oof yeah uh which is terrible but also how a lot of tv tends to and film tends to work yeah but she's genuinely a really reliable actor and i think so. and yeah. she knows stuff passed away a little while ago as well, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. She did, yeah um as vance jackson oh tim what a name i have scott foley uh, TV dude again. I want to he's, say. A, yeah. he's another TV dude. He was in Felicity. Oh. Uh, he was in Scream Three. Mm. Um, he was in The Unit, oh, yeah. uh, which was like a military drama. 
then goes on to be in Grey's Anatomy, True Blood, Scandal is. is kind of the biggest thing that he was in. He was one of the main You've got a True Blood that. actor, just like the original. Oh, yes. Yes. Shit. Uh, as uh, Winston McClaglan. <laughs> a long names. line of McClaglans. <laughs> uh, I have uh, Max Martini, who people probably best know as he is one of the Jaeger pilots in Pacific Rim. He's like the dad of the oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the it's, arsehole one that fights with the, the, the father and son. The, is it Australia? Yeah. Is it South Africa? Is it Britain? Who yeah, are yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 and he's American. Uh, so at this time, he's shown up in Saving Private Ryan, uh, Harsh Realm on TV, the Chris yeah. Carter thing. Uh, been in Red Belt, the um, David Mamet uh, film. Brilliant movie. Martial Arts. Great film. He was also in The Unit on TV, which was a Fox production. Okay. Yeah, so sure. have you recently got... watched The Unit? <laughs> We're learning. No, I he recently Googled it. Fox TV productions <laughs> of the 20th century. Who can Fox get cheaply? Yeah. Again, um, that's how Fox produces probably we did it. And that's absolutely yeah. how it works. Uh, yeah. Again, goes on to be in Captain, uh, Pacific Rim, Revenge on TV, uh, and also mm. shows up in Captain Phillips. Oh, He's nice. one of the nice. like, marine guys who does the rescue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as Ed Percival, Alan Tudyk. Yes, ah, my boy. Love, uh, love some Tudyk. Obviously had a slightly contentious relationship with uh, with Fox because of Firefly. Yeah, yeah, of but then he goes on to do iRobot, which is made by them, so presumably yeah, that's that's he true. got over it. Uh, around this time, he'd just been in 310 to Yuma uh, and is about to be in Tucker and Dale versus Evil. The man's fucking great in everything. And now he's just doing Amazing. voice acting in everything. Yeah. He's, <laughs> and, he's in Moana. He's the chicken. He's yeah. the chicken. He's the yeah. best. No, no, well, knowing us, we've now said this, they'll, he'll probably commit a fucking hate crime yep. or something. Yeah. We sent us to... Not, not to. Please don't. Happy, don't I, bring it into the world. I don't want it to happen. <laughs> but that's why we have to suffer. He's, he's one of my boys. Like, We're in the darkest I, timeline for that I, reason. I am excited if I see two dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's excited if they see two dicks. Thank you, Tim. Um, lot, a lot of names here. I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's an ensemble. Uh, it's going to be like that, yeah. It's an ensemble. And also, a lot of these people, spoilers, are going to die. Oh, what? Shit. <laughs> uh, speaking of, Christine Cobb is played by Jeanette Goldstein. Oh, wow. Nice little touch there. So, from Aliens, right? Yeah. From, from... Aliens, Vasquez. Yes. Yeah. But yes. also... She's a weird acting career. Yeah. Doesn't uh, was in Near Dark, which is a great film, which I yes. yes. love. Yep. Um, was also in Terminator 2. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. As uh, John Connor's uh, foster mum. Mom. Yeah. 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 Yes. Um, mom. So she's going to be joining a unique fraternity in this film. Yeah, she is. Uh, along with Lance Heinrichson and Bill Paxton. Yeah, nice. I've been in all of them. Yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. Uh, she and goes. She's in uh, Titanic as well. She's like an Irish mom in it. She is. She's quite versatile with the accents mm. in that it doesn't feel in any way offensive to any of the people she's embodying. Because yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh no, she feels the plight of the Irish. She's like, oh no, she's a badass. She really has now that Latino. So like, yeah. it's like, yeah, I should be offended by this. <laughs> uh, then we've got some, some people who just get surnames because they're Le more Le disposable. Sure. Yes. Uh, as Greenberg, uh, Sarah Carter. Uh, she was in mm -hmm. Final Destination 2. Okay. She was in the Dead or Alive movie. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, and, With uh, realistic boob jiggle physics. Exactly. <laughs> Goes on to be in Falling Skies and The Flash on TV. I remember Falling Skies. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Alien Invasion show. I, I kind of anywhere. mainly knew her from Smallville, where she had like a role guest role where she came back like two or three times okay uh, sure. and i remember her being good in that so mm. i was like hair play you'll be good as montgomery i have wes chatham 
Oh, I just realized where that's from. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Fans good. of The Expanse. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. uh, we'll recognize around this time, he's just been in the Barbershop TV show uh, in the Valley of Elah and on the unit. Uh, fucking unit. <laughs> Seriously, Tim. How much of the unit have you seen? <laughs> I have not seen an episode. I, I think we're going to see 10% of Tim's unit. So that's all we need. Hey! Just the neck. Squish and the little Godzilla. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, goes on to be in The Hunger Games Mockingjay. Um, the Expanse. Really? Yeah. I've seen The Hunger Games. I've never Yeah, but there are so many forgettable. There's a million uh, that cast. You know how it's yeah. got uh, Foggy Nelson in it? Yeah. He's like Foggy Nelson's brother. Ah. Yeah, yeah, it's literally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's also in Tenet. Which I can't remember him being. In oh, I don't remember being in Tenet, but then I didn't see the. Expanse I watched that Tenet point, so. like recently for our live stream, and I didn't clock. That Maybe I, 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 Amos from he, the Expanse. Is he in was there. on the I, uh, IMDb in there, so um, maybe he got cut, cut out. Is, yeah, is he one of the blokes in the background with a mask on that's walking backwards, chucked into a wall? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. yes, he's 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 Amos in the Expanse. Most importantly, he's Amos yeah. in the Expanse. I mean, because Aaron Taylor Johnson's in Tenet, everyone forgets he's in it too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, you're right. It's, yeah. yeah, Expanse is amazing so far. He's fucking brilliant in the Expanse. Like one. Of my favorite. I hated him in the first five minutes. Now I kind of that's love the whole point. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite, like psychopathic characters, <laughs> but like, truly a pro- like a really a brilliant portrayal of that actual like psychological condition. Yeah, yeah. yes, precisely. Love to go watch the Expanse mm. on Amazon Prime. Brilliant. Yes. Uh, as Edo, I have Lee Byun Hung. Nice. Who we recently talked about because he's in GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra. Mm. Uh, oh as yeah, Storm Shadow. Fucking hell! Um, <laughs> around this time, he'd been in Joint Security Area. He'd been in Hero and The Good, The Bad, The Weird. You say the unit one more time, Jim. I swear to God, <laughs> not been in the unit. Thank God. Uh, goes on to be in I Saw the Devil, yeah. uh, the Magnificent Seven remake that oh, came out yeah. recently. That was the odd, yeah. yeah. And then finally, as the Pred Alien. No, that's a spoiler. No, I'm kidding. I have uh, Kerry Jones who uh, mm-hmm. goes on to be one of the Predators in Predators. Ah, okay. Um, but has a long history in both special effects, mm. um, like makeup effects, and also like being in those suits and doing stunt work and stuff. Basically sourcing appropriate individuals who know this shit and can get it down quickly, mm-hmm. but also effectively in a way that can base a lot of emotion things to us. Yeah. Love so it. he had done special effects in Galaxy Quest and Jurassic Park. Yeah. Done makeup for Sin City and Drag Me to Hell. Um, goes on to work on This Is The End, The Hateful Eight, The Walking Dead, Lovecraft Country, and Damn. The Book of Boba Fett. Damn. It's uh, a real it, workhorse. In The yeah. Book of Boba Fett, he plays the Wookiee character, Black Cursed. Oh, Black Kersantan. Uh, yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And uh, yeah, he's like six foot I was eight say, or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Alien versus Predator versus Wookiee. I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ensemble cast. It's going to be a lot of people, but they're not... It's not like... End I mean, to be fair, even Endgame didn't have a lot of really big A-lister names. They made them into A-lister <laughs> names. But the point is, it's just the idea of like, yeah, we have these people that we can tap quite conveniently. It's it makes sense, Tim. It's very solid. I'm I'm very curious to see where we go with this. Also, no, we'll save it. You, mm, we'll save it. You say about PC Whalen, you were going to come into the thing. Do we going to say? Oh no, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Okay, perfectly. I'm intrigued. So, getting into the pitch. Get stuck in, Timothy Matum. We start with the scene shown at the end of Alien vs. Predator as a chestburster emerges from the corpse of Scar, as we which talked was about the, the Predator yep. who dies and has chestbursters. Tim, Tim's doing a Riddick and doing the same thing until the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> around the Predator mothership, alarms sound and the crew springs into action, grabbing weapons and starting a search. 
a pair of predators enter a room on the ship where numerous xenomorph eggs are stored. The predators check the eggs are secure and are about to leave when the predalien juvenile, already grown to around four feet long, drops down onto one of them, attacking and killing it. Okay, so it's not fully formed huge thing like it is in the no. film. It's actually, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, I Good. like it. Uh, the other predator seals the room and attempts to hunt down the predalien, but is also killed. And we see the juvenile's clawed hand shatter the glass containing some of the eggs. Yeah, okay, okay. Five years later. Yeah. Love it. Nice. Michael Elkins, a specialist from Wayland Industries, interesting him, arrives at a psychiatric hospital. He meets Montgomery, a thuggish security specialist who has been assigned by the firm to watch over a particular inmate in a secured wing of the hospital. Montgomery warns him to be careful, showing off a black eye he's sporting, then lets Elkins through to meet Lexa Woods, who has been kept here by Wayland since the events of the first film. The fucking corporations, man. See? It's all about the goddamn yep. corporations. Love it. One corner of her room is dominated by hand-drawn pictures of the Predator, Cool, mm -hmm. the Pyramid, and various other references to the first movie. I'm on board. Yeah, I like mm -hmm. her, really good saying. Yeah, scrawlings of like underground pyramids under ice and shit. And... Mm. We learned that for the first couple of years, Lexa was bombarded with questions by Wayland scientists and researchers, uh, but visits slowed and for the past two years, no one has come and she has been trapped here with only the abusive Montgomery watching over her. Elkins apologises to her, telling her that when Charles Whalen died, there was a power struggle at the firm and her existence was kept from the eventual CEO until recently. Which part of me is like, cool, that makes sense. And yep. also, that could be bullshit. Because that's the sort of level of like, <laughs> is it true or not? Yeah. Yep. He tells her that as long as she signs an NDA, she's free to go and will be given generous compensation. However, he has an alternative proposal for her. Mm. An indecent proposal. <laughs> Elkins reveals that the Predator spaceship has been in Earth orbit for the past five years, undetected. But a oh. recent power surge aboard allowed Wayland's satellites to detect it. A team has been put together to investigate it, but Lexa's actual encounter with the species makes her an invaluable asset. If she accompanies them, her compensation will be multiplied by 10. Damn. Lexa glances back towards the picture of Scar on her wall and says she's in. Already makes much more sense. Yep. There's actual reason for this whole thing. There's a reason for a delay. Um, it's setting up the claustrophobia, but also the expansion of possibility. The five years have passed. Yeah, great. Already, I'm really, really on board with this. Yep. Lexa and Elkins arrive at a hangar where two experimental space shuttles are being prepped. The Valkyrie and the Pelinor. Great names, Tim. They love their ridiculous biblical <laughs> and mythological names for ships in these mm -hmm. franchises, and I'm on board. Elkins introduces the other members of the crew, team leader Vance Jackson, pilots Winston McClaglin and Edo, linguistics expert Ed Percival, linguistics expert Alan Tudyk, sign me up, <laughs> biologist Roberta Embers, physicist Christine Cobb, engineer Greenberg, and Montgomery, who has insisted on joining the team. Lexa warns the others that they aren't prepared for what they all find on board, but Montgomery says he read every interview she gave, and he's pretty confident he can handle some few crab bastards armed with spears. Like <laughs> a few crab bastards, love it. Elkins mentions there is another member of the group who would like to speak to Lexa alone. He guides her through to an office, where she is introduced to Peter Wayland, now oh, sorry, the new CEO of Wayland Industries and son of Charles. Lexa laughs, saying, like father, like son, huh? 
Your dad insisted on joining me last time. I would have thought you would have been put off. Whalen responds that he has little idea what qualities he shares with his father. He had barely spoken to him for seven years. Whalen reveals that he basically ran Whalen Industries while his father spent time pursuing his obsessions. And he still resents his father for this. Interesting. Father! <laughs> Tying into the Prometheus. Father! Yeah. A moment that makes no sense. Lexa asks why he's funding this trip, if that's the case. And Wayland responds that now they have proof, not just an old man's dreams. And even the wreckage recovered from the site in Antarctica has helped technology jump forward. Mm. Imagine what the company can do with an intact alien spaceship. Lexa tells Wayland that his father died saving her life, and she respects his pursuit of the truth. And Wayland responds that he doesn't care why she's there, just as long as she helps him. As she goes to leave, Wayland tells her that he has something of hers, and tosses her the predator spear that she received from Scar. Yeah. Imagine she's just flexing with it. <laughs> Doing like cool ninja move. Because she's a ninja now. <laughs> I was going to say, what? <laughs> The two ships prepare to depart, with Woods aboard the Valkyrie with Wayland, Elkins, McLaglen, Cobb, Percival, Montgomery, and Greenberg. Vance Jackson leads the Pelinor team, which includes Edo and Embers, along with five others. Generic goons who will die shortly. Yep. Hello, Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the name people and half a dozen other people. Ah, Liberty and freedom. <laughs> Blasting off, the two ships enter Earth's orbit and approach the Predator mothership, docking in two different locations where Wayland satellites have identified potential openings. Breaching into the ship, the crews discover the ship has artificial gravity and oxygen and begin to explore. The interior of the ship is huge and sweltering, with a thick layer of mist covering the ground. Temperature. Yeah, yeah. Tem <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Great. And strange organic structures growing over the more angular bulkheads. Again, great. Yeah, I get what you know that. And fans will get what that means. Lexa notes that these growths don't resemble the style of the pyramid, but the others pay little attention as they set up equipment and analyze their surroundings. Greenberg and Cobb note that the atmosphere and heat means that at least some of the power must still be on, and begin tracking signals back to the ship's generators. The Valkyrie crew heads to a substation and begins powering up the ship, although progress is slow. Meanwhile, the Pelinor crew heads deeper into the mothership, discovering multiple Predator corpses that Embers pays special interest in. As the Valkyrie crew finally manages to get the ship to begin powering up, Montgomery wanders off, following a hissing noise, and is viciously killed. I mean, you, you asked for it. Mate. Don't, <laughs> yep. follow, don't follow the hissing noises. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Amos. What could that be? You are the first to die. Meanwhile, Percival is able to activate some of the computers and access a crude map of the ship, identifying a separate source of power that seems to have been running previously. The Valkyrie crew prepares to investigate, but as they do, Wayland discovers Montgomery's corpse. The Valkyrie crew attempts to radio a warning to the Pelinor, but the ship's engines begin interfering with the radio. Lexa warns them that if they encounter the Predators, they need to disarm themselves, as we learned from the first movie. Good. But McLaglen and Cobb insist on prepping their assault rifles. I, I, like, I very much like that Lexa is the Ripley in this, just like... <laughs> You need to not be stupid with this. Like, but guns! Yeah, like, <laughs> I told you not to use guns. Yeah, these franchises are all going to die. Yeah, yeah. We want to bring on the experts. You can listen to those experts. Fuck no. The corporation hires experts, doesn't listen to experts, and everything goes horribly wrong. Mm. Well done, Tim. Hello. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the franchise. Welcome to 2022. <laughs> yeah. Wow. God. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, they're prepping their assault rifles as the crew heads deeper into the ship. 
Meanwhile, the Pelennor crew is attacked from the shadows. Almost like Alien Out of the Shadows, that audiobook that I mentioned <laughs> in the ad. Non-patron listeners. <laughs> and driven back the way they came. But Embers is separated from the group. Continuing to the ship, the Valkyrie crew discovers the egg vault we saw in the opening scene. The crew examines the bodies of the two dead predators and discovers that some of the eggs were only recently removed. And one of the eggs is still preserved in the vault, seemingly undisturbed. Lexa warns the others that if the xenomorphs have broken free, then they are dealing with a whole different problem. I can only assume she doesn't say the word xenomorph. No. <laughs> hey guys, you got to worry about them Call, xenomorphs. Calls them serpents like they do in the first yeah. game. Yeah. Them yeah. snake boys. Yeah. yeah. From G.I. Joe. As we learned from G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh my god. You Cobra all... Commander is on Cobra's this. Cobra's here too in space. <laughs> the Pelennor crew, still pursued by something, reach the airlock to their shuttle and withdraw inside, attempting to reach the Valkyrie crew on the shuttle's more powerful radio. However, as the group takes stock of their situation, they're attacked by multiple facehuggers Ugh. that quickly overwhelm the team, infesting them with xenomorphs. Back, on the, back on the mothership, the Valkyrie crew decides to keep moving and encounters more signs of battle aboard the ship, including dead alien parts that Lexa can't identify. So other than the, uh, the adolescent version, we haven't actually seen anything yet. So this is well, doing... No, we have not seen a full Pred alien. keeping it in the shadows. No, 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 no it makes sense. Shooting it well. You, no, no, that, that's the thing. <laughs> You're so doing... what I'm thinking is uh, pitch blackness the whole yeah. time, you yeah. know, keep the, it as mysterious as possible. This is what I was saying earlier. You can't do... You, you can't, can't put, put the, the Pred alien box. back in the box. Yeah. yeah. So if, you, if you're not going to reveal the Pred alien properly, don't reveal it until you really want to. Mm-hmm. Good, good shout. Emma's makes her way back to the Pelamore and discovers the face-huggered crew. I like you turned face-hugger into a verb there, Tim. <laughs> I appreciate that. She checks their vital signs, takes some notes, then disables their radio and airlock, trapping them all in. Embers. <laughs> she works for the corporation, goddammit. There's always one. Trapping them all inside the shuttle. The Valkyrie crew reaches the other power signature and discovers it's an airlock with another ship attached. They attempt to open the doors, but as they do, they are attacked from beneath by the Predalien, a huge hybrid of Xenomorph and Predator. There we go, aforementioned it, reveal. This yeah. is the reveal. So, yeah, so again, it wouldn't be a, like a full, like, he's standing out in Ta-da! the dark. <laughs> we get a l- nice 360 rotate of what he looks like. It's tasteful um, but scary. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I had some thoughts because I would, want to do the design different from what they do. It's going to be one of my questions at the end, Tim. I'm glad you brought um, it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have uh, some concept art at the bottom, in fact. Oh, wow. Uh, Holy shit. Because I did, I did some... Did you do it on paint? I hope oh, so. Oh, it's not, <laughs> it's not by me. Uh, it was from, from some research that I did, so it's taking like concept art that was produced yep. that mm. was different to what the final design was. And cool, I was cool, like, cool. I want elements of this. Cool. One of the things I wanted was Rather than just having the like the little crabby face mandibles, mandibles, yeah, I think I want the whole face to open up of the oh, alien. Wow. Like have it kind of like split into four, almost a bit like the the demogorgon. Oh from yeah, Stranger that Things. makes sense considering the fact that the alien has a mouth, mouth inside a mouth inside its mouth. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a w- ability to open up and unfold it, that makes yeah. complete sense. It's yeah. like a shield for its face. Yeah. Because yeah. when you think about it, the xenomorphs are in theory based on humans, but don't really look anything like humans beyond mm-hmm. basic body outline. Yeah, it's bipedal. So you, there's room for sometimes change. they're not bipedal. Yeah, 
Well, if so, they're human, they should be back on. Yeah. No, I know, but they're not. I know, I know. But yeah. the, the xenomorphs run on all fours fairly regularly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the other thing I wanted was um, take the kind of like the quills, not necessarily... I don't like giving it the dreadlocks. No, I agree. But yeah, I think silly. like the, the kind of the quills that the yeah. predators have and like ramping those up, especially at like the back of the kind of the skull. It's a big thing. like skull crested thing. Do you, yeah. could work Do you mean uh, like a, a bride of Frankenstein shrill huge back up and sort of thing? <laughs> almost. <laughs> I, I, I will put Where's when... the heck? on, sorry, Are the quills coming out of the top and running back, or are they at the top of the like the front or the Yeah, they're, kind of, they're they're running backwards essentially. There's a picture at the end, which I will also oh, sorry, put yes, up yes, yes. for, yeah, yeah, uh, for listeners yeah. uh, somewhere. I'm yeah. not sure. It might be on our social media. Oh, I've from probably... Frankenstein to Borg Queen now. Yeah. I'll probably stick it on the Discord as well. We'll, in, we'll include it on the Patreon post as well for you yes. patrons. Yes. So you can um, check it out there. So yeah. So, and I, I kind of picture them almost, and again, I'm not an artist or a designer, so this is just me kind of spitballing. I kind of picture it having a bit more of like an ape kind of... Um, oh. Because predators are pretty fucking language. muscular. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And they're also, when we see them in Predator, uh, especially, like, he does a lot of, like, swinging through the trees almost. Yeah. So yeah, give fair. him kind point. of, like, bigger arms and make and, and just have his body more language gorillary. be a bit more gorillary. Mm, um, less gangly. John Carter, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> That's just my ideas. I, as Tim, I say, they're great not, ideas. But, yeah, so I wanted it to be more distinct from than than what it is, which is essentially it's a big alien and it's uh, mm. got dreadlocks. Um, also, yeah. I want it to be significantly bigger. Um, mm. And predators and, are big and xenomorphs are big. So. Yeah, and, and predators I'm are much bigger will, than humans. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking it will be there'll be moments when it is a person in a suit, but I would also like it to be a puppet at times. Yeah. Like oh, a I get that. I get that. Animatronic. Jurassic thing. Park style, where you yeah. the, the close ups yeah. if it's like near a person. An alien yeah. queen, like, minute, most of mine. Yeah, yes. not as big as an alien queen. <laughs> no, but, but, it, but, that but using thing. that yes, kind yes, of puppeted style. technology, cool. animatronics yeah. and shit. Yeah, on board. Yeah, love it. Lexer and Elkins narrowly avoid the pred aliens' assault, and McLaglan and Cobb open fire, barely di- driving it back into the shadows. As the crew huddles around the airlock, it hisses open, and a large predator emerges. Oh. It throws a smart disc at the Predalien, but it ricochets off the creature's endo- exoskeleton and embeds itself in Percival's head, killing him. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Nah, it's, it's fair. He's a leaf in the wind. Watch how he... <laughs> <laughs> the Predator pushes through the humans, firing on the Predalien, which flees through the ceiling. Makes sense they wouldn't go... like It's like you're in the way, move. <laughs> As the Predator turns back to look at the humans, Lexa shouts for them to all throw down their weapons. But Cobb panics and fires off a shot at the hunter, which explodes her with its plasma caster. Uh. So yeah, Jeanette Goldstein joins the the elite club of people who have been killed by a Terminator, an alien, and a predator. Yep. Yeah, nice, nice. It scans over the rest of them, pausing to recognize the glyph on Lexa's face before striding off to pursue the pred alien. The crew attempts to regroup, and Lexa asks Wayland if he's seen enough. He replies that he has, and it's time to destroy the ship. It's a very un Waylandy thing to yes. do. I approve yes. of that. Exactly. Trying to not be like his father. Yeah. The Valkyrie crew makes their way to the engineering hub, where they theorize they can set the ship's drive to overload. But as they make their way there, they pass a chamber the Lexa is drawn to. She discovers the corpse of Scar and takes a moment during which Wayland asks her why she seemingly has affection for this species, pointing out that the xenomorphs 
may be vicious, but the predators hunt for sport, which is surely more cruel. She replies that honor goes a long way, and the group continues on. Fair. At the engineering hub, Greenberg is able to set the drive to build up power over the next 30 hours until it detonates. Meanwhile, we see the predators stalking through the ship, attempting to track the pred alien and interfacing with some of the machinery on board. As the crew gets ready to return to the Valkyrie, the doors to the section they are in slam shut. Despite their best efforts, they're unable to re- find a route out and eventually set up a watch. Of a trap. Time passes, and the crew continues sporadic efforts to free themselves. Lexa attempts to get some sleep and dreams of hunting in a lush jungle, while armed with her xenomorph spear and shield from the first film. Oh. Meanwhile, on the Pelennor, the infested crew die as chestbursters emerge from their bodies, and a short while later, we see a clawed hand thrust through the blocked airlock door. I like the inadvertent nod to Ridley Scott's direction there, where a main character has a weird-ass dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's of a unicorn, because reason. It's of a unicorn and maybe a dead dad. <laughs> Always dads. Dead dad. Just in case. Yeah. In the engineering hub, the remaining Valkyrie crew discuss their options, eventually coming to the realisation that they need to sacrifice themselves to ensure the ship is destroyed. However, at that moment, fuck's sake, one of the doors opens to reveal Embers. The Valkyrie crew initially thinks, hooray, they're saved, but Embers holds them all at gunpoint and reveals the remaining alien egg in a stasis container. She tells Wayland that your father was a visionary and someone has to ensure his legacy continues. Classic. Always off fucking corporation yeah sucking off the ceo who's been dead for a while elkins goes for his gun and ember shoots him winging him but at that moment the pred alien rises up beneath behind her and stabs his tail through her high above the crew the xenomorphs begin to spill into the chamber and scale down the walls it's a nice visual Whale and McClagling begin shooting while Lexa pulls out her predator spear and eviscerates the first xenomorph to leap into the group nice Greenberg is quickly killed by a xenomorph while McClaglin gets killed by the Pred Alien. So it's now the whole like, oh God, they're all spilling. It's all mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Woods, Wayland and Elkins attempt to make it past the Pred Alien and out of the chamber, but are unable to. A xenomorph wounds Wayland's leg, but is shot by the Predator, which drops down from the ceiling, hurling a boomerang-like weapon, which slices through three xenomorphs. As it begins to fight the Pred Alien, Wayland and Elkins help each other escape the engineering hub but Lexa rushes to the Predator's side, fighting alongside it. Cool. As the Predator slashes at the Pred Alien with its wrist blade, acid blood splashes its helmet and is forced to remove it. Between the two of them, Lexa and the Predator manage to force the Pred Alien back into a corner, and Lexa delivers the killing blow. Cool for her to have deliver the killing blow. She turns to the Predator, smiling, but it sneers back at her and stabs her through with its wrist Holy blade. Holy shit! Jesus Christ! She staggers backwards, her face filled with confusion, as the Predator roars in victory. Having made it to the Valkyrie, Wayland and Elkins depart, escaping just before the mothership detonates in its huge wave of energy. God damn, Tim! So here's the thing, here's the thing. Going through this, I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Tim, I fucking love that ending. That's something, <laughs> Me too. That's something I would do. That's um, some bold shit. It's that classic... Um, you just say, I love it because it reminded me of me. <laughs> Always the best compliment I can give something is I wish I wrote this myself. Um, no, no. Uh, the, the thing that got me was... Because I have some questions about some other bits and pieces, but mm. that's just that moment. There's something wonderful. It's a very derogatory phrase that the British usually invented, I believe, which is going native. Um, the idea when you uh, absorb a culture and you go 
full dances with wolves, full mm. avatar. Mm. Uh, and it's always a Never positive. Full avatar. It's mm. always like, ah, the, the noble savage, that kind mm. of ridiculous narrative. Um, I'm able to blend my civilization with their savagery. Yeah, 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 exactly. Beautiful hybrid. Mm. But I also love the idea that with this aspect, it's just like, no, I respect them and it goes a long way and, rah, rah, and, that's, and that makes sense because she's obviously been betrayed by her own people and mm. locked up and she'd uh, have a bit of that. And it also goes away to explain that classic uh, a, a, a species that Egyptians and Aztecs and Mayans would have worshipped. It's like, yeah, if they're warrior cultures who were like based on science and uh, Egyptians being the first, you know, scholars of astronomers and stuff like mm. that, of course they're going to be like, you know, Giving more credence to the first one than you know, elevating in that process. Mm. And also, these are animals in the sense of these are aliens. It's the classic. Oh, I'm going to own a tiger or a bear. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you will, but it's going to eat your face one day. <laughs> yeah, just because you're nice to it doesn't mean it's not going to go. Ah, and now you're a worthy opponent. Mm. So I, I genuinely like that cryptic betrayal because at the end of the day, we are not equals. Mm. That's quite cool. I like that. Yeah. Um, some questions for you, Tim. Go for it. Go for so it. So the aliens, the xenomorphs that spill in, mm -hmm. remind me where they've come from. That's the crew of the Pelinor. Right. So obviously we're talking about the, the classic, we've got the, from the AVP thing when we got, um, these things go quickly now. Yeah. The face hugging. To the... So I, I deliberately put in the bit with them getting locked in the engineering hub and like having time to like, okay, we're going to, yes. like we, we tried all these, like we see them try and escape through different routes. Nothing seems to work. Like the engineer tries to like, overload something but that doesn't work sure um to the point where they're like well we're just gonna have to like some of us will keep watching like you sleep, no no no, i get it i get we, it we'll get so there, there's quite a lot of time passed there because i was aware like again it's that thing of like well i don't want to have the aliens just i don't want this to all happen in the course of like six hours that's not an yeah. enough time um so obviously it goes through that quickly in the thing because not a lot happens because it's mainly them waiting around we get a bit of the pred alien, uh, the predator hunting the pred alien in that period, mm -hmm. um, and other stuff like that. But yeah, so there, there, there is a time, a bit of a time jump there, which would be her having her dream and stuff like that. That makes sense. So, yeah, they do the same thing in Aliens, yeah. where we're going to keep watch, and you're going to try and get Newt and Ripley, you know, yeah, impregnated. Basically, that makes that makes sense to him. Yeah. Um, I can't even bemoan the fact that there won't be that many. Because like, what I want to see is them spilling like tons of them. Yeah. But as we know, three aliens is a lot of aliens. Yeah. It it goes a long way to be. Oh god, yeah. there's already too many. Yeah. So there's yeah. only seven of them, but like but that's still that's a lot. enough. Especially when you've got a pred alien there as well. That that's and they can find space. Yeah. Mm. My only other question would be maybe I missed it. The predator that turns up at the end mm -hmm. and starts like doing well. I say mm. the end, the middle. And starts going through everything and cleaning shop. Mm. Is that because the systems are reactivated and that sends a signal? Because what? Because it's been five years, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. So essentially, it's kind of like the the predator in AVP Requiem, where it's yes. come to clean up the mess. It's just taken it longer to get there. And the way where they said, "Oh, the ship's been in orbit for five years, but we only there was a like a power surge recently." Precisely. That is the predator arriving to start cleaning up um oh, that makes sense okay that, that okay that's cool that's cool i think it's because the thing is we in in avpr mm. uh, <laughs> yeah. they, they have a bit where like we may or may not see the alien the predator homeworld and there's also yes. saturn and you're like what the fuck yeah, things go so very I, quickly I, in space so i'd probably have yeah. to like show like a predator lieutenant like punching in a distress code kind of thing mm. or something that, like I think that. it's all it needs to be just yeah. something there but other than that I was like that's me just trying to follow mm. through but yeah yeah 
Yeah, I think. Or, also... or even have a shot as we do the five years later jump of like the predator setting course scout ship arriving and and latching onto the mothership kind of thing uh, to, right. to show that that's him arriving. Um, and then mm. yeah, mm. it's interesting because in a polite way, <laughs> this follows the Prometheus course. It just makes sense. Allow me to explain. Please, <laughs> please do. Because what? Prometheus is a story about a bunch of engineers, scientists, and uh, well, military people who are driven by a crazy CEO's vision who go off into a, um unknown territory for this. It might as well be deep space for us because it's contemporary. Mm. Um, get overwhelmed by what's there. Everything goes to shit. And then they sort of suffer and die at the end. That's kind of, the, and that's, mm. that's true for a lot of other things, but it's following it in a way that makes sense. That's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, we're sticking with, there are still the same human components. It's the same as the first one in a weird way as the AVP. Mm. It just feels much more engaging and you've hidden the Predalien for so long in a way that's pleasant. So the AVP aspect is, is genuinely interesting. It actually feels like it's got a drive to it. It feels like it's not just, oh, we'll just mash these toys together. Mm. It's like, no, this is a story first. And as I said before, the fact that the alien and the predator aspect are still side characters to our human corruption and sorry, and mm. it's about something. It feels like going in cocked, half cocked, and, and legacy and stuff. So I'd be curious to know what you're, if there is, a, if there is a specific like mm. uh, analogous sort of thing in there that you're tying in with, or if it's just a case of no, I wanted to make it more about this focus mm. and have them be a counterpoint to that. Yeah, um, I had a lot of like ideas going into this, and, yeah, yeah. and and stuff that got cut out and revised and stuff like that that doesn't surprise me like we said yeah. before there are so many different directions you can go in with yeah. this. that mm. makes sense um when we were watching uh for the commentary mm. uh there was a thing that i noted which is basically it's it it feels weird in that that the pred alien is a queen because to me at least yeah. predators have such a masculine energy to they're them. very male coded it's true. yeah it's yeah. true they're very they're very male coded it's about they hunting have, for sport and deep growls and stuff yes all like, like all that kind yeah. of stuff um and yeah so so to me it was odd that the pred alien was also a queen because that just didn't quite jive it's just in convenient. my head I yeah agree. It's, and it's yes it's a matter of convenience yes. to, at the end of the day um so originally, because I wanted to kind of explore, and obviously, alien the, the xenomorphs have a lot of like female coding to them. They are, they're ruled by a queen. There's eggs and all that kind of stuff, and it's about yep. male fear of pregnancy and rape and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um. So originally, I was going to have Lexa's mother oh. be the scientist who came on board with them and betrayed them mm. in the end. Oh wow! And yeah. I I couldn't quite get that to work. Yeah. Um. But I wanted to have this idea of like she is someone who in the first film she talks about her father. Yeah. Um, and she kind of almost a little bit projects onto Wayland as a father figure. Yep. Because yep. they're they're both the explorer types. Yeah, they're stuff, both yeah. they're both explorers and they both die in the process of doing that. And he saves her life in a in a certain way in the yep, film, sure, kind sure. of. Yep. Um and she's also locks onto the predator as like oh this is this is this is the good alien even though it's a bit violent so i wanted to have her to have a bad relationship with her mother and also she hates the aliens and then over the course of the film she's like actually no the predators and also wayland are also shit 
Yes, uh, yes. I wanted Peter Whalen, to the, the Paul Bettany character, to voice that thing of like, well, yeah, the, the, the xenomorphs are vicious, but they're also animals. Like, the predators choose to hunt. They choose to... Yeah. They're not doing it for food. They're just, hey, we want to go kill some people. Yeah. Is it, isn't that morally more evil? Because they're not doing it to feed or to breed or anything. They are mm. doing, and they're it doing it for it pleasure. With us as cattle. Yes. So they don't well, yeah, care. Too, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, um, true. So I wanted to kind of... And I understand why they always make the predator the good guy. It's got eyes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's bipedal and it, human shaped. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is that element of honor and all that bollocks. Exactly. Even from the original one, there's yeah. that kind of like, you know. Yeah. Oh, it won't hurt a, an it, unarmed person yes, and all that. It, yeah. Kind of all stuff. that bollocks. There's yeah. the mis. There's a very cinematic misassumption that if you get into a fight with a criminal, this is a bit of a strange comparison. That there'll and always Matthew's be a, been in a lot of fights. I've been a lot of fights. <laughs> there's a comparison. The, the moment where you stand still go, mm, I respect the fought to yeah. stand still. No, no. They're going to backstab you every time because that's the nature of the personality and how you survive. Yeah. It's not just a guy like, ah, we fought to us. How often have you seen a champion boxer who has fought to a standstill and said, I respect my opponent? Mm. There are like, you know, the bastions of the sport who are like, mm. oh no, I respect him. I respect that person. Yeah. I respect or her, whoever it happens to be. But most of them are like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. I don't care who you are. You're a piece of shit. It's, it's all yeah. trash talking. Yeah. You may have found a nice predator, but <laughs> most of them are probably dickheads. Yeah. And exactly. I, w- I wanted essentially Wolf, the predator that, that arrives to clean stuff up and, and yeah. et cetera. His reaction to her is like, how dare you put this mark on yourself? You are there not one is. of us. Yes, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, when she take, when essentially when she kill steals him, he's like, fuck you, dead. <laughs> That's how I interpreted it. Like, yeah. Yeah, stealing his kill. Yeah, and that's like again, kind of the rite of passage mm. kind of stuff of like this is the journey of a predator yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And she's just like, Beep. I won. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, bringing it back to Vietnam again. <laughs> um, that strikes me of that really awful projected conditioning, which fades and goes and picks troughs in different medium. Pain which we do the amount of South Vietnamese. Uh, who are fighting with Americans and they wanted to be like respected and look up to. It's like, I'm doing this for you and then trying mm. to learn bits of English and, the, and then American reaction like, fuck off. Yeah. Because you look like the enemy yeah. and I hate you and I don't want to be here. And they would do like, you know, little kids would run up and salute them and like, you know, get slapped by a soldier. And it's, mm. it's I'm not saying that's, you know, it happens everywhere, that sort of thing. Yeah. But the idea is like, oh, I idolize who you are. It's like, I don't give a fuck who you are. Mm. I'd happily, you know, kill you if I could. Yeah. It's like, oh, Oh no, yeah. I've really misread the situation. <laughs> like, yeah, you really have. Yeah. 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 Um, there were bits of like law that I kind of came up with that I wasn't really able to find an elegant way to to put in there. Uh-huh. I'm about to dive into the law term, so I'm intrigued. But so one of the one of the ideas I ha- I wanted to maybe get across somehow. So the egg that has been left in the vault is a queen egg. Mm. Because I wanted to basically have the idea that pred aliens can't breed. Um that cool. makes sense. and yeah. so there have been other pred aliens on the ship when they when the first one busted out and like freed up some of the eggs and stuff, but in the end they all just killed each other, um, right? Because they 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 can't form a stable hive because that kind of 
it's like a, a wrong evolutionary route to them, too aggressive and it's a cul-de-sac yeah, yeah I get um, we have that in real life when you get like zedonks and yeah and ligers and stuff like that yeah. these, these crossbreed hybrid animals that are like mm. relatively close cousins like genetically mm. but produce uh well, i can't remember the phrase is sterile offspring essentially yeah. where they cannot produce I think it's jackasses or mules, whichever way around that yes. is. Yeah. They are unable to reproduce. So that's a really cool, like, evolutionary little thing. There. Yeah. Yes. Like so that so yeah. then the idea is that, like, they preserve the, the pred alien is then, the surviving pred alien is then smart enough to preserve the rest of the eggs and wait for something that can birth a, a new, like, that makes sense. queen that, and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Uh, my only thing is, I'd say, uh, much I don't encourage uh, leading the audience by the hand. I'd say put that in a conversation. At mm. the start, like they happen to be investigating mm. a sort of specific type of wasp that does the same thing, you know. Yeah. That's like the uh, level of yeah. yeah. So ha- have because there are examples of that in real life, yes. I, I quite like that idea. Yeah. That maybe the biologist is talking about it and blah 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 blah. Do not have them say that about the pred alien. No. Specifically. Oh, no, no, no. Don't but make but lay the groundwork in like you know when two animals crossbreed, sometimes yeah. they produce sterile offspring. Have the audience that. make the collection. Yeah. You can do it in a clever way because we've seen it. We've yeah. all seen it mm. with seatbelts that don't work, and then suddenly <laughs> you just tie them together, and then you have another paleontologist saying, "Malcolm was talking about frogs <laughs> and sometimes West African frogs." Yeah, like, thank you, Sam Neil. Damn, old dear. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, that works actually because you could have embers be the one who explains that and have her be a little bit creepy at the start of it yep uh talking about stuff it's all coming together and, uh, it's all coming there together it is. Love it. and the thing that i was going to have was have them come across like the pred aliens lair while it's off doing other stuff and mm. have there just be lots of other corpses of pred aliens in there that it has see, killed i and, think like, yeah that's like good that that there's more of them because i think from yeah. an audience point of view, like oh no we're going to see more it's like no you are seeing Hating the alpha the, but it is yeah, the, it's the, the, it's yeah. the one that survived yeah. Yeah. exactly exactly yeah i like that's that a good thing Jack, you had law questions uh, yeah. or points. Yeah. Um, Pointy questions. There's yeah. no more Waylands. That's what I was about to ask. I'm getting into the Wayland stuff. <laughs> uh, is this canon with anything else? Are you leading this into Prometheus? Where not, that comes out three years later? Not With a character called Peter Wayland? Yeah, I mean, I, d- I definitely... Picked, 80, 80 years in the future? Yeah, I mean, I definitely picked Peter based on that. Yeah. But, um, so... I don't I guess care. The, like I said, yeah. I'm happy to wipe Prometheus and yeah. your version of Prometheus I, happens. <laughs> I think the answer is, as much as it sounds very unlike me to say this, mm. almost every film, because of what's come before, can and maybe should be its own continuity. Because mm. if you start trying to make it work, it's already broken from the yeah. very start because it wasn't designed to be that way. In, in an ideal world, what happens is Ridley Scott goes, who... Uh, I can't remember if it's either Ridley Scott or James Cameron. One of them have have watched the first Alien versus Predator. They both at the time were like, "That's stupid. Why would you do that?" And then one of them watched it, and the first one, and was like, "It was fine enough." Um, yeah, sounds uh, like Cameron rather than Scott. Yeah, um, it, it was. Ah, there we go. Maybe he would rename his Peter to something <laughs> different. Feasibly, Alan. So the, ori- the original idea for the AVP film, the first one. Is what eventually became Prometheus. Yeah, they originally had Ridley Scott and Cameron coming in and discussing. Yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah blah. So there, there are those connective tissues there, like we mm. said, and then obviously old uh, mm. PWSA shows yeah. up and it's like. But, but then I also shit. lay As ground groundwork for there having been like technological advances and stuff. So who knows? Maybe it is the same Peter, and he's just because he's yeah. 
Well, he's I'm a. I can't remember the exact a, time. He's a billion it. years old in yeah. Prometheus, and like yeah. Guy Pierce looks a hundred and fifty-five, and so he. So if Paul Bettany, let's say he's what forty-ish at About this point, that. yeah, I think sure. he's thirty-eight or something. Yeah. yeah, so he'd be again if we're talking technological advances and mm. stuff, and he does get that weird suit thing in Prometheus. Yeah, there's no reason Peter Whelan couldn't be a hundred and eighteen. Yeah, because it's uh twenty eighty nine is the is Prometheus date of the yeah. the exploration or bollocks. Yeah, so I mean, it kind of it kind of works. I'm gonna assume it's his cousin. Uh, sorry, his 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 nephew. His cousin or nephew? <laughs> yeah, I th- I, I think it kind of works. Oh no, it does, it does work. It was fine, but it's, it's more the death thing that's. Uh... Well, he doesn't die. Oh no, he doesn't. He gets. Yeah, sorry, yes, that's the only thing I was gonna say. Yes, 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 yes. But he doesn't die. Sorry, that was me misreading. Yep, that makes complete sense. Him and Elkins escape at the end. Yeah, it works. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, they were so wrapped up in the fucking Lex yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. And, oh, and God forbid you could have Paul Bettany in Prometheus instead of Guy Pierce and just tie. That in would real, actually work if this one was neat and good success, and you'd be mm. like tying nicely. Like, yeah. oh, fu-. that would be a reveal that actually goes, oh shit, this yeah. means something. Yeah. The other thing that I was gonna have in, which was a stupid nod to the other films, which I didn't in uh, the uh, end, uh, was I was gonna have a reveal that. Um, Elkins was going to turn out to be the son of Danny Glover's character. Oh, cool! And was Interesting. Gonna, and was going to have the uh, like flintlock the, the, pistol. the flintlock yeah. pistol um, that the the predator gives him at the end, oh, and would like that. interesting. shoot a xenomorph with that in the final battle I, scene or something ridiculous. I, I like, like it a lot, but I also feel that's exactly what this franchise would do anyway. Then I'm like, yeah. no, I'd hate that. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that on paper I'm like, yes, and then I'm like, actually, yeah. let me think about that for a second. No. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. is Finn Lando Calrissian's son because they're the only two black. Men. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Like, but no, yeah. There's only the fact is. Tim or or, th- or oh, maybe he's Mace Windu's son because he's the other black. Person, <laughs> look, Tim sake. thought about it. Tim gave consideration about connecting to these other films. Tim thought actually, you know, if it doesn't work, Tim took it out. That's <laughs> that's the difference. The editorial. No, I love that. I think that's that's, that's why we're one step ahead of the producers. One step ahead, guys. <laughs> We've already taken apart the arguments. Um. Yeah. Much so. Now here's the, here's another thing. Uh oh. Because uh, again, Paul W.S. Anderson and his Resident Evil sequels that you cannot see a thing. It's like, it proves that he used to make films. He used to know <laughs> how. And then he just suddenly stopped. But this feels like to me an end. But now you're saying about Prometheus. I'm like, no, it's going to Prometheus really nicely, in fact. Mm. Hopefully change Prometheus so we don't get Covenant and fix his Prometheus yeah. in a butterfly effect. Kind <laughs> of way. Or we get Tim's Prometheus from previous season, <laughs> from season six. Feasibly. Still works. Um, would you like this to be the end of the franchise, Tim? It won't be tough. Yeah, you'll yeah, get choice. I mean, if this, I if I this I makes yeah. money, then tough. Yeah. Everybody yeah. who touches it tough. decides it carries on a little further. Yeah. Like passing a virus. Um, I mean, it's it's certainly designed to be the end of this chapter. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's the end of Lex's story. She die. Uh, like, mm-hmm. no, no, the only people who survive this are two characters, one of whom could potentially carry on into Prometheus. Yeah. Maybe you could throw Elkins. No, Elkins would be He's not rich enough to have survived to, no, 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 to no, that long. No. Um, Corporate douchebags. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I have no sequel envisioned. Um, I will put it that way. That's fair. That's I, fair. It would, you know, and I think it's done its part. Yeah. Apart from Ridley Scott, no one comes back to Aliens. So you know, that's true. People stay the fuck away from these franchises. Yeah. Uh, kind of Shane Black in a weird disjointed yeah, way. That was yeah. weird. That was weird. <laughs> he should have stayed the fuck away. Yeah. In 2002, Ridley Scott considered a return to the series he created in his 1979 original flick. 
of course. Uh, to pursue a sequel that would explore the engineered origins of the series' alien creatures, in particularly focusing on the space jockey, blah, 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 blah. Uh, eventually discussed a potential for a sequel with Scott, with James Cameron, and began working with another writer on the story for the film. It was then when 20th Century Fox approached Cameron with a skip for a crossover film that would put the series' monsters against the title characters of the Predator films. This project eventually became the AVP series. After Fox confirmed that it would pursue the crossover, James Cameron refused to work, believing the crossover <laughs> would, quote, kill the validity of the franchise, unquote. James Cameron, spot on there. In 2006, Cameron confirmed he would not return to the Alien sequel project, believing the series was one of Fox's greatest assets, but he was unwilling to deal with the studio's attempts to influence the potential sequel. Again, that sounds like mm. someone who knows what he's... I say, it sounds like someone who knows what he's talking about, but producing five fucking Avatar films. Yeah. So maybe he doesn't, but that's but then, a little bit of a... Yes. Who who the fuck knows how Avatar 2 is going to go? The, 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 the hell. The, I don't... Lady oh my in God, the water. we'll be sequelizing Avatar. You bet your ass we will. And we're not going to go into a whole James Cameron thing, but yes. fascinating that we nearly had a Scott and Cameron produced in some form or yeah, other, whether yeah. that would have been one yeah. of them directing, one of them executive producing, and working with another writer. Yeah. It sounded like they were working with another writer as well. Yeah. You have to, yeah. So we could have had an, a, an, a first Alien vs. Predator, let alone a Requiem, or a Wild Hunt mm. in this case, yeah. that would have more closely hewn towards some kind of thing, but Cameron told them, rightly told them to fuck off, yeah. that it would ruin the validity of the franchise. Like, mm. Well done, James Cameron. You got off. <laughs> you got off the boat while you could. One one last thing I was frustrated with with my own pitch is that I couldn't think of a better way to kill off the pred alien other than just they fight and it dies. Um, no, I get that. I they always really frustrating. They always kill them off in some weird way. I was going like, to say, yeah, flush them out an airlock uh, or like yeah, yeah, drag them the into a frozen ocean. Don't or... do the resurrection thing. You've already ejected a few xenomorphs out of yeah. airlocks at this point. Like because the most important thing is that she gets the killing blow because that's then what annoys it so it, it in some way it needs to be a fight I, feasible uh, but yeah i wonder if you have i assume that's wolf the, the one at the end yeah there, right so you have wolf and the pred alien kind of like what happens in requiem bear with me fight to a standstill mm. and she is the one that makes the difference and like she yeah. sneaks in there literally as he's throwing like a blow that could kill it she mm. sneaks in there and stabs yeah. it and decapitates it or she comes down with the thing through the back of her head because yeah. the front of the head is wait 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 wait, like wait. you mean like the end of chronicles of riddick yes <laughs> yes <laughs> fucking riddick alien yeah. versus and Predator now versus she's riddick. emperor of space <laughs> she's the necromonger queen Can you imagine or something that? It's like, you keep what you kill and he goes oh my god and they just stab him anyway not you though <laughs> <laughs> you don't count now i keep you <laughs> yeah having it literally be a split second kind of like, mm. oh my God, the Predator and the Predalien are going to kill each other. She killed it. Like, oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> and having yeah, that yeah. almost being a big kind of shock moment mm. and really building on that and then having the follow-up shock moment of fuck you from Wolf <laughs> and just stabbing her as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think you understand our culture? Fuck yourself. And just a yeah. big stab there. Yeah. No, I think that's really solid. Yeah, great. And again, I, I think... As I said earlier, I think it's an impossible task. I think because at the end of the day, split testing the audience listening right now, there will be a amount of people who aren't happy with it. Mm. And also, fuck you. Um, <laughs> because the, the, what people want out of it, what people think they want out of these films mm. is less feasible. What you've done is you've drawn on a thread of what's there that I can work with. 
what feels right in terms of what's worked are the highest points of these franchises mm. and what can we do that's entertaining on its own right that again hides things i think you've done a really good job with it so yeah it's solid tim perhaps my favorite thing of this this kind of concept you came with tim it's a fairly broad thing but the setting is so key to me mm. You're not in the middle of fucking nowhere in Colorado or Montana yeah. or whatever the fuck it was. Yes. You're not even on Earth. No. For the vast majority of it. Good. <laughs> Don't go on Earth for an AVP movie. And the fact that we get to see like Predator technology is really cool because we get hints of that in Predator mm. 2, obviously yeah. with the crashed ship and stuff. We get hints of the technology in the first Predator movie with like the bomb and the wrist and the translator and all that kind of stuff. We're getting to see little sneak previews of it again. And also ties into Alien, the first Alien, where it's all on one ship and they're all trapped mm. and you can't just disappear and run yeah. away. Just drive away from the fucking aliens. Why are you still here? <laughs> Which you have with Requiem, where it's like, we'll just drive in the opposite direction then. <laughs> yeah. Why are you going to the center of town? <laughs> Go to wherever is not here and just yeah. fuck off. Mm. You have them trapped in that confined space, which brings the tension and the kind of horror elements. And you very much play on the, as we said, keep the pred alien in the box as long as you can and then you definitely, reveal it and definitely. do the big moment where it's like oh shit that's a that's a serious and it's kind a of... big reveal because it's something we haven't seen before. i've said this before mm. when you come to these franchises you need to remember what made them cool and successful in the first place it's showing you something you haven't seen before mm-hmm. um and... which is why it's so important that the the pred alien design should be a little bit more different precisely because otherwise precisely. you just go oh yeah that's what i thought it would look like yeah it has to be something like oh god oh god i mean mm. as much as i hate i'm not gonna get i'm gonna get shown for this i'm ready to shit <laughs> <laughs> put your thumb in there oh, okay um the big creepy albino alien I, thing I hate it in alien I resurrection i'm gonna hate mm. that rubber nose dickhead exactly as mm. as weird and fucking unnatural as it mm. is it's different and yeah. memorable it's a it's a bad design but it's the right it's the right level of oh it's yeah exactly yeah it's, it's the whole it has fuck off jack uh, <laughs> i was, I was he's, wiggling he's my little rubber nose with his rubber nose yeah um it was the idea of um that moment where it has almost the human aspect of like mother why don't you love me yeah and, the, and then just trying to claw its face off of right, it's like, yeah it's rightfully like really fucked i mean how we get there is very French. Mm. Um, <laughs> exceedingly French. And now we know the script. Unfortunately, very Whedon. Um, but, oh, uh, isn't it just? But yeah, it's and, and the betrayal and stuff like that and being sucked out through a hole in a window. Mm. There's some good stuff. But the thing is, it's something we hadn't seen before. Mm. Um, uh, you give, I know we've had this conversation before, you give a lot more weight to that than I do. You give a lot of yeah, like, oh, they tried something. And I was mm. like, but I hated it, Matthew. <laughs> but they tried something new. But I hated the thing that was new, Matthew. But without At that, least it was new. Like, yeah. Still hated it. it. You can watch the same fucking bowl of pasta and hate it every day, or you could have pasta with capers in it. And go, I don't like capers. Yeah, but it's something different. Yeah, <laughs> but it's different as yeah, shit. Yeah, I hate capers. So yeah, capers are over and I like capers. Alien Resurrection is my capers in my pasta. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. But yeah. How are you capers? I don't really. I don't know if I've ever had capers. To be honest. Oh, I've looked up to say I've never been on. A I've caper. done only hijinks. Yeah, well, <laughs> I've done capers. You've done yeah. more capers than eaten capers. Exactly. Yeah. They're That's right. the Tim Matum way of life. Yeah. Well, I think you did a good job, Tim. I think yeah, really good. Absolutely. Really, solid. really enjoyed it. Um, for people, this is a little challenge, especially for our Discord. Hmm. There are a bunch of Easter eggs in there. Uh, I-, I wanted to talk about Pelinor, but I don't want to talk about on air. I'll we'll talk about afterwards so yeah. people can don't ruin things. So, uh, I-, I want a golden let's... star, but Jack keeps eating them. 
let's let's just uh, see see what people can spot in there. Mm. Go to the Discord, folks. You can go to sequelizers.com slash Discord. The direct link right there, baby. It'll be in the show notes. Go and click on that and you go and join the conversation. And yeah, I'm sure all the Easter eggs and stuff, we'll be discussing them. We'll be picking them out ourselves. And uh, I'm sure one of the, plenty of the eagle-eared listeners will be picking through the pitch and having a look out for it there. If you have any thoughts, if you'd like to draw a pred alien for Tim's pitch, if you'd like to come up with some ideas, if you have any suggestions or any of that kind of thing, you can contact us on social media. We are sequelizers, unsurprisingly, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want to contact me directly, I am JLW Chambers on all the social medias as well. Matthew, how can people find you on social media? Stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z. You can go to the red right hand at Cody K and read my reviews. You can go to cheesemint.com and see the things that I make. You can also search for Sumo Drop. Uh, I think a week or two, maybe a couple of weeks this comes out, we're starting up with the, the May Basho. So if you go through BBG Wrestling, you'll find it there. Tim, um, if I was to send out a distress signal to let you know that I've been attacked by an alien and a predator and they were going to make a predator alien and, and, and like, you know, put my face in an egg and do some bad shit to me and I was in trouble, how could I send a message to you? This is Tim Matum, last surviving uh, owner of Trivia underscore lad Twitter account. <laughs> The last surviving one. Yeah. <laughs> many off. before him. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> uh, yeah. That's my Twitter account. That's where you can fucking follow Highlander me. Highlander situation. Everyone's been fighting for that. that <laughs> there can be handle. only one trivia. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've had some Twitter accounts where there have been multiple owners, of which I have been one. Errol. I won't say no more. Horny Tim is back. <laughs> he never left. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's my Twitter account. That's where the best place to follow me online for all of my nonsense opinions and. Uh, retweets of things that I found amusing. Well, like I said, you can go to sequelizers.com. You can find the Discord there. You can find all of our live streams there archived under the live streams button. All the entire archive of the previous episodes. I mentioned we've done Prometheus in Season 6. We've done Predator 2. We've done Alien 3. We've covered this franchise to death. And if you have yet this episode is still like three hours long. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to go back and listen to those, you can find all of that, like I said, on the website in one handy little place. If you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers, as I mentioned at the top of the show. If you are unable to support us monetarily, as we said, again, fucking difficult times still. Yeah. Cost of living and shit is drastically increasing in the UK. Yeah. That shit's happening across the world as well. The way you can support us for free is by reviewing us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And basically just sharing us around with your friends. If you think some, you know somebody who hated Alien vs. Predator <laughs> Requiem as much as you do, let them know. Send them a tweet. Send them a link. Let us let, share the good word of sequelizers. Basically, that's the best way for us to grow as a podcast. And yeah, thank you much for your support. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with a better movie. Yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll leave it at that. A better franchise. A better franchise, for sure. Mostly. See you next week, listeners. Thanks for listening.